0: This is Tara Hutchison from the Antimity Tapes, and you are listening to Without Your Head.
1: Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neo That would make me terrible, Troy. I'm
2: Treacherous Trista.
1: Right. And uh, we have a whole, we have the everyone here from, well not everyone, but we have a lot of people here from Antimity, and I think it would be best if they introduce
3: themselves. Hi, I'm Jeff Young from Antimity.
4: I'm
5: Tyra. I uh, am
3: from Antimity
0: also. I'm Manny, and I'm also from Antimity. I'm Tara Hutchison, and I'm also from Antimity, goddammit.
3: Whoa! <laughs> Did you say hand-timity? hand
0: <laughs> timity Han-Timity.
6: I'm Danny Daniel and I'm with Antimity sometimes.
1: Sometimes, huh? <laughs> We'll keep you here, though.
6: I'm just lucky to be
7: here. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, I'm Justin, and like the rest of everybody else, I too am with intimacy. You know, sometimes introductions might might also like lead into like the things we do, but we can save that for later, I guess.
1: Right. Well, I was really trying to kill time here while I post the uh, the YouTube video. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is working. I know it's a uh, word delay here. And uh, it's not uh, the watch party, but we are live, and I'm um, posting this to uh, Facebook. And uh, this will be a terrible segment of the show because it's just me explaining what, why I'm typing. But uh, we are here. All right, so I'm a big fan of Antimity. When did Antimity start? Yeah.
3: In theory or in I practice?
2: Introduce themselves? Sorry. I don't think everyone got to introduce themselves.
3: They do. Oh, We're very... missing
7: Christian.
8: Christian didn't introduce Christian himself. To...
9: And
2: I'm
7: Christian
8: Scheiman. I'm also uh, from Intimidy, and Jeff and I do the audio stuff.
1: Yes. Oh, he even explained what he does on Intimidy. Yeah. <laughs> he also
8: explained what I do.
1: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't letting me share anything on, on the Facebook.
3: I think maybe I'm banned or something on Facebook, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it is a horror-related channel. I wouldn't be surprised.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, realistically, uh, throughout a couple,
7: those two film festivals that I've seen so far, I did see a number of dongs, so maybe there's some strikes no. against your Facebook oh. channel. So
1: That is why that they're all... I have a, a secret channel that's, you know, mm. quote-unquote, you know, not really me.
9: <laughs>
3: that, that, is, that, is, yeah. that I use to uh, to stream all the all the good content. So Neil, you had asked uh, when Antimity had started, right? Yeah. So uh, I I think the idea of Antimity and Tara, you correct me if I'm wrong because sometimes my time frame gets a little skewed. But we've been we've been going at some form of this for what uh, four or five years now, maybe maybe approaching six, depending. Yes. And uh, more realistically, uh, we started really busting out the short films, which led to the longer films. That all started uh, back at the ass end of about, uh, I want to say, 2017, maybe early 2018. And we've just been pumping them out ever since, you know, until everyone uh, went into quarantine.
0: So we died. We literally, yes. out until we all died, we're like, it's our last one, just hang on. And we're just like and after the last one we're just like all right guys we gotta just rest
3: (laughs) yeah really really we were in we were in before we knew we were in we were we were always working on something sometimes together sometimes in our own in our own facets but at all points we would interconnect and it's like we should make some movies and then we started And we got really going. And it's just kind of never been a a non-stop uh, train ride since. So, yeah, the last three years, up to five years, we've just been going at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it grows and grows and grows, and it never stops.
1: So, I assume all of you knew each other before uh, you got together.
3: Not entirely. I think. Yeah, I think in some, I think in some way, we all knew each other in different circles. For example, Christian and I hung out in a completely different circle than Tara and and Larry and and Justin and I. And through the years, we all kind of brought these different groups together to form to form. I mean, I I didn't before last year. I don't think I really knew I had met them, but I didn't really know uh, Manny and Tyra. And they, you know, Larry and Tara knew them, and we we brought them into our group or they brought us into theirs. And we just kind of connected all the pieces to form this really excellent team.
1: So uh, what is everyone's background like in, uh, in acting or or horror, you know, know, to get involved? We'll we'll start with Danielle.
6: Uh, You know, I'm, I'm next door neighbors with antimony and I was fortunate enough to meet Larry and Tara uh, through doing cosplay um, and they brought me on to act in my first films with Antimity, so uh, that's just been amazing. And that's kind of how I got to meet everybody. And I, I met Jeff and Amanda and Justin ahead of ahead of Antimity starting, so uh, I can definitely corroborate their story that this has been a dream for so long. Like so many kitchen nights, like we
0: should make movies, right. <laughs>
6: and so many good ideas. Uh, but actually getting to see uh, the Idea to fruition has just been incredible. Uh, I'm more of a, a team spirit captain most of the time. Um, I'm just lucky to be with all these really talented, amazing, wonderful people. Yeah, they make it me
0: seem cool.
1: Real quick update. This is actually on Facebook now. So, Yay!
3: Thanks, Zuckerberg.
1: Yeah. This is <laughs> Uh, Ferris, uh, I believe you're, uh, how did you, uh, what's your background? And like Danielle said, like, you know, you wanted to make movies. So uh, are you making the kind of movies you'd like to make?
10: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my background is I'm a fabrication artist and uh, I owned a local shop in downtown Mesa. That's how I met Tara and Larry. uh, And we've known each other ever since. And it's literally from that time we were making creative projects together And, uh, I was just kind of a supportive friend that was just like, I have fabric and glues and staples, and then we can put things together and we have no budget, but it doesn't matter. You know, let's just make cool shit and put it out there and people are going to love it. And luckily everyone in this group is so gung ho and outgoing that it works out really well. Yeah. But yeah, known these guys for a long time, but I'm just a lonely artist. (laughs)
1: I was thinking, it's kind of an obvious thing to say, but I always say in the show, like, uh, it's one thing to think about making something, but until you actually make it, it's not anything. And so right. just uh, go out there and actually uh, make something. That's an right, accomplishment.
10: Right, yeah. Absolutely. And it's fun with this group because we're always trying out different things and just kind of, like, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. If it doesn't, we'll try something different. Right. It's really amazing. And that's how we come up with some of our best stuff.
1: Yeah. And I like that, uh it won't get to everybody here, but I like that there's the... Uh, there's no specific time frame of any of the, the shorts or the episodes, you know, some are just a couple minutes, some are, you know, about 20 minutes. And uh, cause I always think any, even a movie, like uh, it should just be the length that it takes to tell a story.
10: Right. Absolutely. And I think to answer your question, we definitely are making the movies that we want to make because it is a group effort and everybody has a say and everybody has a part. And, to me, I absolutely believe, like, we are living that dream. We're making the movies that we want. We're making the movies that people want to see, and we're not afraid to, like, get out there and make shit explode and put limbs across the room, you know? So, yeah, absolutely.
8: Uh, Christian, uh, the, what's your background? Um, what's your specialty? I, I started halfway through and just volunteered myself because I wanted to help. So I didn't start until uh, vinyl, and... Um, I started on the second day of it, which was good because Jeff passed out halfway through just being <laughs> heat exhaustion or whatever. Uh, so I ended up taking over audio for him, but I think that's kind of what I wanted to do anyway. Um, and I had been asking Jeff, Hey, if you ever, if you guys ever need any help, let me know. Cause I'd love to help. So I just offered to help out of being able to do something. Um, and then I just stuck with it. I offered my house a couple of times. So they used my house for the Halloween special, the first half in that really fancy house was mine uh, or my mother's and uh, also for dead letter. Um, So I was able to provide a set, which was nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, Our, our um, where, where do you guys film? You know, most of the episodes that they're at, at everyone's houses. No, most most of
2: them are at the
6: activity Studio. Um, You know, whatever we can work right there, that's where most of the equipment is. Um, And then if if we need to shoot, then it's a group conversation. Like, oh, you know, where's the location, or terrible scout something, or uh, you know, just just whatever works, whatever's needed to tell the story.
9: It's Um,
7: mostly smoke, smoke and mirrors, and flats. (laughs) cover up everything All right
10: that's so the truth
7: yeah.
10: it's
1: well, amazing. literally a lot of smoke yeah <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> fog and you can, hides everything a and, just, you
7: when know. you're in the middle of it a lot of times it's fine but it's like the next day where you're like why do i feel like garbage oh because i was manning the smoke machine for five hours straight and my lungs just don't oh
6: the antivity Plague, it comes upon you.
1: Hmm. Justin, are you the smoke man? Are you the, are you the, is that your background? So,
7: so I am With the a, fabricator
1: a, and we have the smoke man.
7: One, one of the things you'll find, I think, when you delve deeper into the, our whole team is because we're so small, everybody wears multiple hats. So everybody has like, the thing that they usually, that they do the most of the time, but everybody does everything. So for me, my background is writing. Ironically enough, I only wrote two of the <laughs> Antimony tapes total, but that's just because of the way production was, because I have a background in novel writing, because I'm trying to build a career as a you know science fiction fantasy author, so I'd never really written scripts before, and then this whole everything starts up, because um, I've been friends with Larry and Tara before this. Another common thread I think you'll find throughout all of our stories is that, maybe they wouldn't admit it and I can charge Larry with this cause he's not here, but Larry and Tara are like a black hole. They just start gathering friends together and it just so happened that all of us have the diverse enough set of skills to like push forward with this vision. So I, you know, I've written a couple of the, the tapes that we've filmed. Um, I also, when it's on set, I do behind the scenes photos um, so we can have a record of cool things that have happened. I'm going to, probably purchase another camera so I can do behind the scenes videography to have a little more content. Eventually I, I'm a production. You could probably call me a production assistant. Cause anything that needs to like be picked up and moved around or like in cloud, I was like one arm of a body in that body pile. Oh, yeah. And then for like the past, like three or four, maybe five that we did, I am uh craft services planning out meals or giving Tara money to buy food for, for the crew. But the last one, like I did, we did two weekends for cloud and I basically had meals for the whole thing. So that's throwing, a little bit of everything. Yeah.
1: What were you saying, Tyra? Sorry.
9: Oh,
4: I said, um, he was, he was absolutely throwing down. his delicious. Health
1: food. Oh, all right. Very good. What, what,
7: what's, what kind of food you make? So crockpots are your best friend. Uh, I agree. So I, I, one, I think one day I it was some chili. Um, yeah, I think I did for one day. I did broccoli cheese soup and sandwiches. I
3: want, I want to interject on that for a second. The broccoli soup was amazing, but it, it was stanky. It, it, in it was in stanky. yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's not good to have a, a set that smells like farts all day. Yeah, it smelled like farts.
7: That was before everybody ate the soup. So you know,
3: I mean, and I ate farts too.
7: There was goo-
0: also goo everywhere. There's goo all over the place. Everything smells like coconut oil. There's liquid latex, blood on the ceilings, blood and everywhere. Chocolate
3: syrup got involved at one point. Chocolate oh, syrup. syrup.
0: Yeah. Strawberry syrup.
1: Was oh, this
3: for the movie or the crock <laughs> yes. yes. This, is, this yes. is just a Friday afternoon yes. on set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't. We weren't filming. We were just playing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It. It smelled awful. I gagged several times. Not lying on that set because of all the like mixtures of things. I think there was like cornstarch on the walls too, mixed with liquid latex, mixed with real paint, mixed with strawberry syrup, chocolate syrup, and just makeup, like lipstick, to make it look like dead body goo. And the mixture, oh, it was horrible.
1: How about the cleanup on that? Because if you, you know, if you're using someone's house, I assume you want to clean it up.
0: I was the that- one only- it was my depending
1: house. on whose house it is, I guess. No.
9: Maybe, you know, I,
10: I care. I don't know. Tarps are your best friend on set. That's the nice thing about tarps is you can just like splatter whatever the hell you want on them and just roll them up and throw them away.
3: Yeah, tarps we'll a the cheap run a, and a cheap run of carpet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheapest, the cheapest carpet you can find at Home Depot that day. Yeah.
10: Put a tarp underneath it. You're golden.
1: Good. Uh, Mania and Tyra, Like, uh, what, what's your background?
5: Go
4: um, first. So... I actually did um, some modeling for Tara, but I met her at my nine-to-five. So um, we were co-workers, and um, it was at this place that I'm so happy to be away from now. And um, I'm just so glad to be part of the, uh, the team where we're, you know, able to uh, do some horror stuff together. So she brought me in through, through the nine-to-five,
1: so yeah. But
5: I do makeup.
1: <laughs> How about yourself, Manny? Yeah.
5: And uh, I met the. Uh, I met the team through Tara. Actually, she met them first, and then I just, you know, a couple times when she was over there uh, doing modeling gigs. I'd like, you know, just stop by or was dropping her off or picking up or something. Met the team, and then uh, we came on. We also started on vinyl, uh, so that was oh, our yeah. first project with uh, Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we acted in that one, and then. Uh, just mesh really well. And and, uh, they were just like, well, do you guys want to just hop on the team uh, because you guys fit and it all fits and we all we all just fit.
4: Yep.
5: And (laughs) and I do uh, a lot of uh, lighting and camera work.
0: Manny Uh, is very agile. And so is Tyra. They're like, dodging things all the time on sets.
3: (laughs) They're the fastest couple alive.
5: We're also the youngest ones in on the team. Oh yeah, this bad. is yeah,
3: this is true. Your guys' bones don't creak when you bend over.
5: <laughs>
3: on Which is
7: ironic because uh, Manny's the one that always has knee pads on set. The rest of us need to have knee pads.
3: Our old bones. That's why our knees creak. We didn't wear them.
1: <laughs> has there been any injuries on uh, any of the films? Uh-huh. Nothing like serious. But...
3: Um. I, I think everyone has gotten hurt in different ways doing things. Uh, We've all gotten emotionally. Sure.
9: Emotionally,
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, the, the emotional damage can't be undone.
7: Besides, like
3: being sore
7: and like that kind of stuff, I think the biggest. Guys, stop me if I'm wrong, but the biggest thing I can think of is is um, me punching through the wall for hole for the hole. Yeah, scratched up your arm real good on that.
3: Uh, that was beyond scratch. He had that bruise that looked like um, that looked like yeah. someone got angry with him. But yeah, that was that was my fault. Uh, Justin did get hurt punching his arm through uh, it, it, in the episode. The hole. Um, I was in charge of scoring the back of the drywall, and I had two holes to score. Uh, the first hole scored perfectly. Uh, the second hole not as perfectly, and uh, his arm came out of that uh, looking. Not too well for, for, for a while. Well, it was a
7: combination. I think the bruise came from the initial impact, but we had to do a bunch of scenes where I had to pull my arm back in quick, and it was like the edges of the drywall were constantly scraping up against my arm. So, so in that one, that's a good example of weird effects. Tyra mixed up that effect on my arm. It's just like grill ash from Jeff's grill with chocolate sauce and water, and we just caked my arm in it top to bottom and, oh, yeah, then, chocolate sauce. That's great. and yeah. then and then after you know after I was done and I could you didn't need me on camera anymore I went couldn't see my arm this whole time like we ate dinner like I had to eat tacos one-handed because I'm not going to touch it with my dirt arm and then I go back and I washed it all off and it's just like scratches a bruise just red all the way up and like it looked worse than it did it, it was in the end because of the hot water and immediately Tara was like, Oh my God, what happened to you? Larry, come look at this. <laughs> Cause we don't, I mean, we take, we, we take things pretty seriously. So if somebody, you know, if something happens to somebody, we want to make sure that we, we stay on top of it, but it really wasn't bad. It's just like later on it hurt a little bit and it looked worse than it was. Yeah.
1: All right, so the uh, the people that's normally in the, the watch party they've made their way over here to the to the YouTube because uh, YouTube has its own uh, chat. I've never used this before, but uh, Joe says uh, there was a really standout arm when you t- earlier talking about your arm was in, in the pile of dead people, and uh, he thinks that was you. Good job. Yep,
7: I have a very recognizable elbow.
1: <laughs> but that's that that's a good you know that's a good standout feature. I think nice elbows. Or just one elbow,
7: just the one. Just the one. And specifically, I don't know if you know this medical term, but the weenus, I believe it's called, which is the loose yes. skin on the end of the elbow.
1: Hmm. He's I not, did not wrong.
3: This is a very educational show. Here we learn. We learn new things. If you want to add on to that, the weenus has no nerve ending, so you can pinch your elbow as hard as you want and not feel it. Really? Your your come elbow skin. Come for the, skin, come for the horror.
7: Stay for the anatomy lesson. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the black hole herself here, uh, she, uh, so affectionately called her. Uh, Tara, w- what's your background in, uh, before Antimity?
0: Can you hear me? Wait, I yep. mean me? Oh, okay. I, my screen, I wasn't sure if I was doing it. Uh, my background, so um, I just kind of met uh, Amanda through Larry and uh We worked on a lot of fashion projects together, which were really fun. We did all kinds of photo shoots and um, Amanda gets published in a lot of fashion magazines a lot. So she would ask me to do makeup or we would just have a lot of fun together. And um, so I, before that did uh, theater mostly and I really enjoyed that, but I didn't really like that you never get to preserve it. So I was like, why am I wasting my time? So I wanted to get into film, but I was like, all these films suck. Like, whatever happened to just fun films. And me and Larry, it was always our dream to make films. So we just started practicing, We got into fashion photography and things. And um, then I started meeting Tyra, and she's super talented at makeup. So I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, we need your help, please. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> and um, we met Danny through cosplay. Um, I think the first time – we, Larry met her, she was dressed as Catwoman, she looked pretty badass. Um, she did Harley Quinn in the studio the other day, that was pretty cool, and um, yeah, so she's pretty badass, and we're just like, Danny, please come model, please come act, and then it's like, oh, Tyra, Manny, I'll kidnap you, Put you You guys are adorable and amazing, and get in this film, and then it's like, Amanda. And, and just everyone, we started kidnapping and throwing them in, and all of us have a bunch of ideas, and we're like, let's just do this, and that's my I did a horrible job explaining that. I'm so sorry.
1: I know. I think it was a great job to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we everybody in. we have <laughs> the fabricator, cream. we have the smoke machine, we have uh, you're just the, the the wrangler.
10: I was just an amazing say. actress.
1: Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah.
6: Very kind. And and everyone's here, everyone here is very modest, but uh, they're all talented and do a lot more than they're saying, you know, like, uh, uh, Tyra and (laughs) Tara are always working on character design or adding some little like secret hints here and there, or, you know, Manny and Justin are in the corner figuring out like, oh, this shot here, I'll give this thing. And, uh, yeah,
9: it's
6: a full comprehensive, everyone's killing it.
1: Yeah. Now I remember, and I've talked to you before about fashion. So first of all, I, I think, you know, I'm a very fashionable guy here, but uh, does the fashion, how does the fashion background help uh, when you're making a movie, especially horror?
0: Oh my God. It helps so freaking much. I, I cannot stress enough how like independent filmmakers, like just do the same looks. Not all of them, of course, but like, I just watch a lot of films. I'm like, man, just add some spice, like, come on, you know, just, just make this crazy. And so I remember working in, um, fashion photography, uh, we started building sets. So, but we didn't want to build pretty sets. We built like really fucked up sets. So the first set Larry ever built was like horrifying. We were like in the middle of the desert in this really shady studio and it was really fun. It was definitely haunted, by the way. And it was definitely haunted, but we built the set. We had like a like a metal barrel in there. We had like um, meat hooks from the top. We had chains. We had, like, we put in a floor that was all rotted, and I put like stuff all over the walls. So I got a lot of practice doing production design for that. And Amanda actually used to help do that for film and theater. And um, Tyra also comes from a theater and art background, so she is really good at seeing things. But you know who else is really good at it is uh, Manny as well. So because I think all of us, dived into like the fashion field a little kind of teaches you aesthetic and you're able to kind of blend it into the story to make it just like however you want.
1: Very cool. Yeah.
0: Sorry for the rant. I have uh,
10: pictures of that set. So I'll send those to you, Neil. All
1: right. Yeah. The, uh, everything always looks great in the Antimity uh, in the, sh- in the, uh, episodes themselves and all like the, uh, the graphics, you know, the stills and, um, the posters and everything, all that stuff looks, uh, looks great. And that, you know, that adds to, to everything you,
3: uh, adds to the production value. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And it's, to make a movie is one thing, but it's just as important to have the still frames, the uh, you know, the promotional art. And a lot of that goes to um, Larry, who's who's not here. Um, and really, I mean, <laughs> probably off creating some new version of Genius. Right.
0: Um, I had to work a bit late.
3: But, but it's for real... He's a like, secretive man. You know, I, like I'm always...
1: Like mask re- on and on Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's a man of many, many...
1: Like in
3: Russian and... and I don't I, know what's going on. I, I assure really you... He Larry. is I assure you, he is a real person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's Larry's involvement? Uh, Larry is, uh, for the most part, I... I, I There's a lot of different uh, roles that he takes on. Obviously he's a director, he's a writer, he's a cameraman, he's a lighting guy, Uh, he does sound, he does post-production, he does editing. Editing is the most important thing that he does, uh, aside from directing and all the other things I mentioned. Because without a good editor, I mean, honestly, editing can make or break the movie. And and I have sat in the editing bay with him and just watched him work. And, you know, being familiar with – computers technology that kind of thing i just watch him and sometimes i'm struggling to keep up i'm like man you are on this and if it, it, and then aside from that he does like the promotional art that you're that you're talking about like that's that's a lot of that is his creation if not i think all of it is his creation and it's it's uh yeah his world so he just he takes the reins on a lot of stuff and and the 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 way i would sum it up is is showrunner without without larry a lot of this is not possible i mean individually we can all come together and make something but larry is the glue that i feel really binds us and this group and gives us our focus and our drive you know um not not every not everyone was super inspired to start up and larry kind of gave a lot of people uh me specifically that kick in the butt where it's like come on man let's use this talent and if you going back to your earlier question about Antimony starting and all that, like
7: Larry, it has always been his dream to make movies since he was a kid. So it's, it's been a slow burn. So he went through some stuff like he did photography for a while and now he's, you know, that's one of the reasons that the stills look like some of the promotional material looks very good is because he did 10 years of fashion photography. So he knows how to comp, he knows how to do all this stuff. He has a very, very, well-defined aesthetic for the stuff that he likes to put together. And that bleed, that is all factored into and bled into the production of Antimity. So him along with Tara are really the, like, beating heart of Antimity. Like, were, everybody everybody is super important as a team, but, like, Antimity wouldn't exist initially without those two at all.
1: Uh, Tara, what would uh... – before you were making the movies, like uh, what were you? Were you and Larry like doing any other projects together?
0: Oh uh, well, first off, thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, that was really cool. And um, but yeah, but to answer your question, yes, um, we were always just insane. I guess like we the the minute me and him met, it's it was just like hey, want to do some shit? And we're like yeah, okay, and we just like never stop. Like we're never. We never go out. We don't leave the house. We just are in the studio and we just only plan ideas and plan projects. Like and that was just fun. Like I met him um, when he was doing a play about zombies. Um, it was in a warehouse, but he built the warehouse on stage in like this really nice like art center that he paid for. He was only 24. And um, he actually came from acting background, Like. He went to the um, American Academy of Dramatic Arts. So I think that's kind of what plays into his being able to direct actors pretty well, I think. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of pushes, he has a tendency to push people to their limits, I will be honest. There's times on sets where I'm all, so <laughs> where you just don't do it again, stop sucking, and I'm just like, but oh, I'm an actor. And then he's just like, no, you're you're looking like this. And then finally he'll show me and I'm like, I'm a fool. You're right. And then I, I'm i like, okay, I'm not even that good. He just like made me better. <laughs> like, But so I think it's because of his background. He can kind of see, uh, get those um, emotions out of people. Um, he did that a lot in photography too, like making people stretch their limits, like stop being self-conscious and just have fun. Um, so we did the play and uh, that was really fun and crazy. It got a really big reaction. Amanda, uh, in the end of it, uh, comes in in a swap mask. It was very experimental. She comes in a swap outfit, and we didn't have, like, a bow in the end. <laughs> we just told everyone to get out. So I was, like, dead on the stage because I got shot. And um, Amanda just comes in starts and, like, shoots me again to make sure I'm dead. And they even had like, the sound effect and everything. She grabs my foot and starts dragging me over zombies' bodies. And then the audience is just all, oh. she's all, what are you guys looking at? Get the fuck out. And they're all, oh. Oh, like all these people. She's all, get out. And, they're all, and so like, she was like acting like SWAT and they were all scared and everyone left. So we all, I think, really like experimental art, you know? So even before Intimity, we were experimenting with a lot of different things. We just mm-hmm. kind of brought it all together into one place where we could all do our individual goals um, in one place.
1: Uh, I, st- I, don't, I, don't, I did not steal Joe's question because we're he sees us in a little bit of a delay, but he asked about the uh, titles and, and graphic design. But I don't want to seem like I just stole his question and then uh, uh, credit him for that. But uh, yeah, everyone, uh, AJ also says he loves the posters. Uh, Joe says, Intimity uh, is such a great, consistently unified vibe, often kind of seem uh, seedy, but fun. And, uh... That's how I would describe Intimity.
9: True, yeah,
0: that's
10: absolutely it. Just
6: like weird. dark, disgusting, and amazing. Weird people making weird movies for weird people.
1: Right. <laughs> That's why I was drawn in, I guess. Uh Tristan Troy, do either of you have a question for uh the Antimity players here?
2: Um, are you guys still able to shoot with COVID right now? Really.
3: No. We haven't been. Uh only just recently uh have we all um well, actually, <laughs> what brought us back together for the first time uh, since we quarantined ourselves was uh, the Without Your Head uh, second film festival. Uh, Larry Terra, Justin Christian uh, actually came over to um, where Ferris and I live, and uh, we got together for the first time in five months. And now that we are kind of out of that bubble, we don't have anything lined up to start filming again immediately. Um, but it, it opens the doorway for that possibility a little, you know, just, just sooner. Um, cause we, we really do miss making the movies, but we didn't stop working on things just because we couldn't make our movies. There are several, uh, pro underlying projects that are going on actively, uh, myself, Ferris, uh, pretty much uh, Manny Tyra, I know Manny and uh, is, it, I think through a chat, we you said you were making some music, uh, Larry's been working on tons of uh, 3D uh, graphic stuff, um, new, I wouldn't even call it a website, basically world building for something for people to, in the future, interact with. Just a lot of projects that we had to supplement in place of the filmmaking um, so that we didn't go crazy. It sucks that we couldn't make our movies, but we're making stuff.
0: We're still having a lot of fun. I mean, the show never stops.
1: And, uh, um, you mentioned the, um, Severed Limbs, of film festival and, uh, uh, AJ Ziley here. He said, that's why he loves without your head. This isn't, but you know, not trying to make it about the show, but, uh, that he, you know, he got to find, he found, uh, through, uh, through the festival. And, uh, I'm really happy about that, that, you know, that's the reason why we did it was to, you know, uh, so people could see stuff that they might not see otherwise and, and everyone could share, you know, their cool creations. And uh, that makes me very happy that uh, uh, both the, the people watching it and the filmmakers have gotten
3: something out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, I guess you can have the credit. You, uh, you, you, you reunited Antimity. I had the over. They were sticking their fingers in snack bowls, and we were all eating after each other. F Corona.
10: <laughs> that is a lie.
3: glad are you all safe? I licked Larry's fingers. I missed him so much.
1: <laughs> Seems like a, a very lucky man, Larry. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it was definitely really fun to see the film festival and to uh, see people's reaction to the films. You know. Right. Uh, and, uh, that it's really validating to, to see people appreciate, you know, the hard work yeah. that goes into it. Um, but it was also really fun to see everyone else's projects and to see what's going on, uh, especially coming from a place now that we've made films. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the ones other people are putting out, you just get so much more appreciation for, oh my God, how did they do that? That's crazy. Um. Or just seeing, like, the different sets. Like, I, I, I can't recall the name, but there was a really cool Western one. And I was like, oh, I love that. We need to do that here. We're outlaws in Arizona.
1: Right. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the great things. Everybody was so supportive of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just really nice to see. Yeah, I was worried about that because uh, people on the Internet can be uh, can be dicks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah that was one i had like two rules and one of them was don't be a dick and no one was i didn't have to kick anybody out so that made me happy yeah
7: i mean you're the chat on that they were just super supportive like that's so into it it was great that's one of the cool things is like you know we all the shorts we put up so far have been on youtube so you get youtube comments but that's not live interaction so to see people watching something for the first time and to see their cut like they're just knee jerk reaction to something <laughs> and having them love it. You're like, Oh my God, it's so nice. View counts and like are, Danny
8: said, it's validating. View counts are one thing, but when you get to see people respond to it with a comment or two, like as they're watching it, that's, that's fun. Mm-hmm.
10: Loved all the commentary during the Halloween special. It was uh-huh. amazing.
4: Gosh, yes.
3: Yeah. yeah touching on. Touch, sorry, go ahead.
0: Favorite.
3: About. What are you saying Jeff? oh no sorry there's a I, i'm my internet is crap so i'm sure there's a latency i don't mean to cut you off i was just going to say to neil i mean what you said about not being a dick i mean that's it's so hard to find i mean coming from a lot of different aspects several of us uh, are musicians or have worked in other fields where it's really hard to avoid um <laughs> people just kind of being jerks about about what you're doing and mm-hmm. uh sitting in on the um on the the festival chat and stuff, it's like, wow, who would have thought that the macabre and the horror and the 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 seedy underbelly of film is where you're gonna find some of the most supportive communities. It's just a shame that it's, it's just a shame that it's not more accepted. I mean we can't we can't even get horror films. I wouldn't even classify the Lighthouse as a horror. It's a shame that we can't get these things into Oscar nominations. Not that I support the Oscars or anything, whatever, but you know, it's, it's an under-respected community with some of the most supportive people. You know, it's, it's, it's even true. smaller than comic book conventions. And it, it's, it's really a shame that it's so small and underappreciated because you're going to find some of the nicest people in the world who can't wait to watch someone's limbs hacked off with a chainsaw.
8: Yeah,
7: like so me- horror, horror and metal are the two things where it's like seems some completely counterintuitive. Everything is so <laughs> violent or seems so aggressive. But like metalheads are sweethearts. Like, unless you're starting a circle pit, and then it's, like, throwing <laughs> bows left and right. Yeah, yeah. But that's understood. Like, overall, though, horror, metal, that kind of stuff, like, everyone thinks it's just, like, we're just going to – I'm going to say hello, and you're going to punch me in the face when
1: it's just like, hey. yeah, come on in. <laughs> really, though, it's funny because the comic book community is more like that. Like, there's very little support.
5: Like, it's, it's
7: weird. It's really strange to me. It's a ton. It's a ton. I mean, you can see some of this in the metal thing a l- little bit, too. But it's a lot of in-group, out-group. Like, ah, oh, I have my DC. I have my Marvel. I have right, my... right. This guy does this superpower, so you're a terrible human being
1: now. Going to Comic-Con... Sorry, go
6: on. Going to Comic-Con, I feel so insecure, you know, be, just going into any situation at any Comic-Con, you know, like in Las Vegas here... Um, but you go to mad monster and it's, it's horrifying and amazing. Everyone is so nice. And even the celebrities are just like, Oh, hello. How are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? You know, uh, just the friendliest people. I, uh, I just kind of fell into the horror community and, uh, it's been the best thing ever. I I I think it takes,
1: I was going to say, I agree about, uh, when we started doing the uh, the conventions and then later I started doing the festivals is, uh, I was actually surprised even though I'm a big horror fan that uh, everyone was accepting of everybody and there's a really there's a lot of different people that go to the conventions because there are people that you know uh, you know they're covered in tattoos and maybe uh like you looking at them you know they'd be a horror fan and then there's people that you know look at them you wouldn't know what they're into and uh but everyone shares that common love of horror movies and so I've had very little bad experiences at uh, at a convention with And I'm glad you said the, the celebrities, too, you know, the actors, because uh, I think that's a big part of it is, uh, for the most part, there's always exceptions, but everyone treats each other as equals. It's not like, oh, I look down at you because you're a fan of, you know, what I do. It's, uh, you know, everyone is, even the, you know, most of the actors love horror movies, too. So everyone's just sharing this love of uh, horror movies. Yeah, absolutely.
6: What we try to bring to Antimity is that, you know, Everybody has a valid part of the team and the production. And, and you know, Larry and Terrell will be so talented that you just kind of want to punch them sometimes. But, you know, they're never going to say, like, oh, my opinion's more important. Um, everybody has a say. And right. uh, it, it's just a really cool structure to see. And I, I think it's because of the horror community around us that it's bled in that way.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, same with Without Your Head, except for uh, what would I say, it does rule.
10: Yeah. <laughs> That's fair.
1: Right, right. it's uh, uh, Joe. I'm oh, going. Sorry, were you going to say something? I'm sorry.
6: I said otherwise, heads will roll.
1: Right. That's right. not. That's not true. We've it's learned not. that firsthand. We've gone through a lot of goofs. Yeah, but I don't think it's my. my but we won't go there. Yeah, there yeah, you know, at all. Is Is there a shared universe that antimony films exist in? Sort the of. ECU
7: sort of um in our in our heads in the background they all kind of exist in the same universe now some of them might never be related at all others like like cloud for instance um cloud is a direct started with itch right itch like obviously there's a big link there um but we kind of think of everything we produce so like one of the projects that jeff is working on is in a different format than than uh you know, like a movie that's in the Antimony universe as well, you know, and these things might never cross paths, but they're like generally all in the same universe in different times or different places, or maybe no time at all. Like that's one thing we, we try to try to focus on with production and Tara does a really good job of this. And, uh, and everybody kind of does too, is making sure that, um, like when a set's being dressed and like the choices of clothing and, and props and things doesn't lend itself to any one time period any too hard, just so you can have that like, kind like, of like, because a lot of them have a very 80s vibe to them, but there's, they're not explicitly set in the 80s, there's, but there's nothing super modern, there's nothing super old. It's just kind of this nebulous time frame that everything happens in.
1: Well, uh, you mentioned itch because when I watched them again uh, for for the show because I watched them uh, when we first uh, when I first talked to Tara, and then i you know I started watching them all and then um, I noticed that you know they talk about cloud and itch, which i didn't notice the the first time, probably because i watched I probably watched itch for first, but so anyway the, the question was uh, did you know that they did cloud come out of itch, or did you know that like you were going to make cloud when you were making itch
0: cloud.
3: We had no idea we were going to make cloud.
0: (laughs) No, we wanted, we always wanted to make another like cloud drug sequel. We're just like, let's have them be on cloud. Like, okay. So I think we just couldn't get out of our heads and we're like, Hey, well, you know, a lot of times how we keep uh, budgeting down is deciding what film we do in which order. So some films were like, hey, we can't do this one right now, but we need to do it after this one, because then we'll have this, this, and this. And we're like, all right. So we just kind of like switch things around and do things whenever we can do it at the best. So we put it off, put it off, and then finally it's like, let's make a cloud movie. And so Larry, you know, wrote it, and he wrote it with summer and sky the original characters and we're like okay we can only do this if we can get the original actresses danny and leah and so they agreed and we're like oh my gosh yes. so he wrote them into the end of cloud and it's supposed to be kind of where they've escalated you know oh i didn't mean to do that sorry about that. i don't know why i did that <laughs> but they at this point i, know what you did, but yeah.
3: okay. I did this for
0: escalating. I don't know uh, why. Um, (laughs) Scissoring. I was thinking that it's like... She was talking about (laughs) Leah and I. Yeah, I was like, here's Leah and Danny and then here's the cloud people and then they escalated. That's what I was thinking. Mm. So... (laughs)
7: that's Maybe not escalating. escalating here i don't know is, is that is that the
1: urban dictionary definition
10: yes. damn kids your terms
1: i used to do a, a, a segment on the show dramatic readings of uh the urban dictionary and i'd find something
3: really horrible and read it in a very dramatic uh, used to i see i see no reason that should have stopped yeah
1: i don't know why i stopped now I like that
3: time to pick it back up mm-hmm. i just forget i think
1: but I go on i'm sorry to interrupt you with my nonsense
6: Uh, Itch, Itch was just so silly and ridiculous, and then Cloud came in and was like, actually, it's serious as fuck, you know, and, uh, (laughs) just, like Tara said, escalated it to that next level, and so that was really fun. We had no idea, uh, when we were filming Itch, uh, and, and Lee and I, that was both of our first real film, uh, and we were just, like, drinking Red Bull and Moscato and, like, creeping out Jeff the whole time as he's wrapped in plastic. We were just, you know, messing with him, um, so it was really fun. We had no idea it would turn into this giant, wonderful production. Uh, that was, you know, the longest production, I think, of Intimity.
1: Uh, Parker Peters, he just wants to say that he uh, he loves uh, Trista Robinson and Echoes of Fear. It's a great movie.
2: Wow. That is uh, lovely. Thank you so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe uh, says, I imagine the peeps and Cloud drive a 70s Chevy van with airbrush art on the sides. But then Summer and Skies seem very early 90s. Alt-Roxy,
3: but it works. That, uh, yeah. That might I mean, go into the timelessness of what you're talking that, about. And that's great that that's, the, uh, that that's how it's perceived because keeping that timelessness uh, with, a few accessory, or with a few exceptions, I don't know if you ever noticed, we don't really put cell phones in our films. Uh, I think cell phones ruin movies. Cell phones do ruin movies because at any modern movie and I've seen um, a lot of PG-13 modern horror movies, the cell phone can always save the day, but somehow doesn't. And it always raises that question. Why didn't they use the cell phone? They clearly exist.
1: There's always two problems with it. Either it's in the movie and you could just end the movie. Uh, also, I just I don't find it interesting watching someone on their phone in a movie. This no, movie, it's 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 not. It's not. And, and, and it's one, uh, there's a scene where they get rid of the phones, and it's usually like completely like you could tell it's like
3: put in there, and it doesn't seem natural at all. Yeah. Oh, the phones. Oh, you know, here's a bag. They throw their phone in here for some. Yeah. Uh, Larry and I had a discussion once uh, about cell phones, and the conclusion was we didn't know that cell phones didn't exist before we started making the, these movies that we're making. So we kind of came to that conclusion later on, but we kind of saved ourselves accidentally because a cell phone has never really saved a situation. A cell phone has only made a situation worse in the Antimony films, um, with the exception of hands, in which case a phone call distracts Kara's character from having uh, her foot grabbed by the hand and she answers it. I guess that would be the exception. But if you see a cell phone, it's usually only to make the situation worse. I'm gonna remake all the classic horror movies,
1: but in modern day with cell phones, and they're just gonna—they're all gonna end in like a minute because <laughs> something's gonna happen. The guy's gonna call somebody and. Then- the right, right. like we got Fox
8: Dracula
3: or... over here yeah, yeah. come
1: help <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, my version.
3: Yeah, does. does anyone remember like five years ago when murder clowns were a real thing? Uh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, Uh cell phones solved that. No more murder clowns. Yeah. You just you just call the cops and just like, hey, there's a there's a murder clown over on like ninety-fourth and sixth. <laughs> I'm sure those run parallel, I don't know.
1: Yeah. There's also a lot less I you know people are into Bigfoot, there's a lot less Bigfoot pictures used to be there'd be all these Bigfoot pictures mm-hmm. really had a, he, a, a camera but now everyone has a camera on them there should be a, all kinds of Bigfoot pictures yeah. all I those mysterious creatures maybe like, he hates cell phones too
3: He's known to, he, to he finally Sasquatch
1: got, and moose I don't think moose really exists either
3: Bigfoot finally got so blurry he was unphotographable
9: hmm.
10: just maybe pixelated just until he was nothing
3: right. Sasquatch is an analog
7: ape in a digital world
0: there's a lot it's more- It's very
7: profound.
0: There's a lot more Bigfoot, there's a lot more Bigfoot um, sound clips on the internet now. Have you seen all those creepy videos of people that are like, I heard this in the deep, deep woods, 40 miles in the wilderness. And it's like really creepy and it's like mimicking everything they're saying and they showed it to an animal expert and they're like, that is no animal I've known.
6: Man, that's not It's It's, it's
0: horrifying. That's
10: just aliens trying to lure you in the woods so they can get you.
1: What's mm-hmm. working with the aliens? Or nymphs. I hope so. My mom accused me of uh, having a wood nymph girlfriend. She's nice. like, you're always walking out like for miles, like 10 miles. In the middle of the night, the day, uh, all hours of the day, she's like, I think you have like a, a wood nymph girlfriend out there. I
0: like that. What? Wait, what? You just I wandered out into the forest. That. You wandered out into the forest.
1: Oh, all the time. Yeah, I walk all all hours of the day. That's how I. That's how I lost the the weight.
3: A good walk. walk a, a, a good walkabout is good for the soul. I agree.
1: Murdered by a bear. Yeah, the people. I don't. This is not me bragging because it's not smart. But I don't fear like anything. And I'm not saying that to be cool or anything. But like when I was in Chicago and I I went. I'd go in the walk, I'd walk at like 3 in the morning, and my friend Matt was just like, Neil, what are you doing? Like, this isn't Cape Cod. You can't go walk in Chicago by yourself at 3 in the morning. But I did. But I have I not like, been murdered yet. I don't I like being me. on my porch at 3 in the morning, let alone walking around town. Right. But it, I, I do not have a wood nymph girlfriend. So if there's any wood nymphs watching –
10: Take that, mom. Are
1: you getting busy with like an oak tree or something, Neil? Did she see? I was going to say, that's a pretty big leap of
7: logic to be like, yeah, the woods all the time. Are you fucking a tree? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we just skipped. Cool. We skipped all the- That's why she Skip got the- me this suit, I think, to attract the wood nymph.
3: <laughs> and skipped all that. the logical progressions like going out to the woods to drink, going out to the woods <laughs> to do drugs, going out to the woods to do anything other than have a wood nymph girlfriend. Yeah, right. Well, she yeah.
1: knows I'm not that cool. I'm not like going out and having a party. Well, tell her it's like a mermaid
8: because you're always walking down like yeah, the I canal. Swim. What's, what's a mermaid like a doing in the woods? A, There's no water. Yeah, really. yeah but
7: he, he goes, he does his blocks down to the canal, too.
3: So. Mm. Yes, those... Those canal mermaids—they're about yeah, as good as the that's canal. That's lady. Car. That's lady in the
7: water too. Lady <laughs> in the water in the woods. That was a pisser. The of The canal. Me. Yeah, but Paul Giamatti's good in that. I, I like just. I just like. I Paul actually Giamatti. like that
1: movie. I know I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in the in the minority of people that like uh, Lady in the Water, but it's strange, and it's like,
7: <laughs> and it's like yet a, it's another in a long line of M Night Shyamalan. Just being like, I look at it uh, pretentious, but here you go. Here's a fucking movie. I didn't Got plan your this money at again. all.
3: Hey, the, the the grass dogs or wolves were fun. Oh yeah, those things were great.
7: And the dude with the
3: big jerk off farm. <laughs> what is this I'm, movie wait i'm forgetting the big jerk yeah arm. so
7: am i <laughs> <laughs> it's like one, entirely i swear i swear that there is like one of the dudes he's supposed to be like the protector it's just a dude who likes to like lift weights but he only does it with his right arm i'm pretty sure like he's not he's oh. on underbalanced.
1: he's got the jerk off arm <laughs> i've not heard that phrase before i'm gonna <laughs> look that up on the uh on the um, urban. Well, mix- I mean, if you, mix- you ever
7: if you ever see a dude who's ripped on one arm but not on the other, you know there's <laughs> even if it's not that. Something funny is going on. I'm we'll gonna credit you. Maybe he's that got a medical condition. Said. He as, could. He could, or he could just have. You know, he might be just a righty or lefty. It <laughs> could be either of
3: these hey, things. As as a guitarist with a slightly larger right arm, I I promise you, I am not a chronic masturbator.
7: I'm not talking <laughs> just about slightly larger. I'm just talking about noticeably larger.
3: Manny, you play guitar. Is your right arm slightly larger too? It's like true. mine. Yeah, it's like yeah. See, we, Manny, than the left. Manny, and I yeah. both got slightly larger right arms. Look, look. If I was if we because we play guitar.
7: If I was bad as you two, I would say I was a guitarist too.
3: Let's <laughs> just say that. Hey, we're Antimity, everyone. Thanks for <laughs> watching.
1: <laughs> Speaking of guitars, though, you do have a music video on on the YouTube page.
3: Yeah, that was our good friend. Um, that was a great segue. Yeah, that was, a, that was our good friend, uh, Ordovich. He is a local musician here in Arizona. Um, so I kind of I hate him because I've been a musician for about 20 years. And uh, I, I, handed, like, I was setting up some stuff on a, a, a digital audio workstation with like a, a virtual studio instrument. And I put a little keyboard in front of him and he played better than anything that I was doing. So, you know, musician resentment. Um, don't start a band together but you know just just hate him for being better uh that music video was awesome that was the finishing song of cloud i was completely kidding ordovich if you're watching i love you um he did a great job and then larry out of nowhere just decided to make uh that little uh rotating image and put it in a music video format and uh it was cool i I thought that was really neat we've never had a music video or an original song well No, we've had, that's our second original song. Like that's the second piece of original music that was composed just for Antimity. And it was so good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who does the score
3: normally? Um, Well, there's a combination of ways that comes about. Uh, So we don't be (laughs) with the, with the first like 19 episodes they were happening so quick, we didn't have time to score our own original music. It's always been something that we've all wanted to have, scoring our own original music. I believe Manny even wrote a piece of music that showed up in one of these. Manny, right? Oh yeah,
5: there was some background music for Cloud, just like uh, some music in the background.
3: Yeah, like kind of screaming metal.
5: Yeah.
3: And, uh, okay, so we have three, three pieces of original music, because I wrote one, Ordovich wrote one, and Manny has written. And if I'm not mistaken, Tyra, I think I heard you screaming on there as well.
4: Oh, um, I only scream for the camera, not for the microphone.
3: Okay, Okay. sorry, my mistake. Um, But yeah, the music that we primarily use actually comes from resources that we uh, pay subscriptions to so that we can use... Uh, royalty-free music and uh, a lot of the artists that we've um, licensed their royalty-free music to use uh, they don't ask for credits but there have been plenty of times where you'll see that credit show up anyways because well cloud is a great example Uh, the song that takes place during the dance scene uh, we liked it so much that it was like we have to credit this guy Like, this is a great song, and it actually, it made its way onto, like, uh, my Spotify playlist or whatever, Um, and so, yeah, it's a combination of, we write when we can, but when we can't, we just take sources that already exist and either manipulate them, download the stems. Larry has done some cool stuff by downloading music stems, which are just the individual pieces of music, and essentially taking a song that's already composed and then recomposing it in the editing bay. It's a really neat process to watch.
1: Uh, Joe wants to know, um, this is an interesting question, Uh, is there any plans to release Antimity, uh, a physical copy, so like DVD or Blu-ray? Tara? uh...
0: Oh, yes. Uh, We are working on it. Um, We are actually working on making the Intimity Tapes. Um, It's in the last uh, stages of development into a full-length film with all of them on it. Uh, There's going to be some never-before-seen cuts in there um, that aren't on YouTube, so kind of like the director's cut. Um, And there will be a lot of goodies on there, so stay tuned.
1: Thank you. Very cool. Very good. I like specials. I also like commentary tracks. Just throwing it out there.
3: I love commentary tracks, and I just want to say I I'm, I hope our DVD has a commentary track because there is a lot of interesting behind-the-scenes knowledge that, if you're into that kind of thing, is going to be fascinating to watch. I, I don't like tooting my own horn, my, our own horn, uh, but there are so many crazy things that happen on set. Like, it's just I don't know. I, I'm or sorry. I, it,
10: it, Leave it for it's, the DVD.
3: Yeah, it, it's hard. It's it's hard to describe uh, what's coming without giving away what's coming. You want? Right, you, right. I mean, yeah. you know the 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 buildup. Um, I have high hopes that situations obviously pending with everything going on, but. Uh, our mad monster, which our first attendance was in, um, 2019 and our, we were supposed to do mad monster again. I'm hoping by the time mad monster is back, our DVD is something that will be at our booth. The first year we did it, we, we were there, we didn't have anything to sell. We were there pre- purely promotional and we want that DVD ready to go by the time mad monster is around and in a weird, very selfish way, everything getting delayed because of COVID, has kind of given us the opportunity because Mad Monster is now pushed back to 19th, uh, uh, October the 19th for us in Arizona, maybe.
7: <laughs> well, that also raises an interesting thing where it's like, I, think, I feel like in the streaming age, we've taken a step backward because I can't tell you how many nights I fell asleep to the commentary track of like, either the Matrix trilogy or the extended edition Lord of the Rings movies just because they were so fascinating like and that's just something that we don't get with like even like deluxe editions on like streaming platforms like that you pay for you just don't get at least that that i that i consume maybe i could be wrong about that but commentary tracks aren't as much of a thing
1: as no they're they're not and that that was a big part uh if i would buy a physical copy or not because you know so many things it's easy to get them streaming Mm -hmm. um and i mean you know legally i'm definitely not a you know uh, advocate of uh piracy but if, no. if it was a cool uh, release that had commentary track, that would be a big plus. To me. Like, back I mean, in the day,
7: I bought the Clerks 10th anniversary edition because it had, like, five commentary tracks That's actually one of the best... It. Uh,
1: yeah, it was a, that's one it's of the so best um, releases because uh, there's so much extras. There's different cuts of the movie. Yeah. You get the original cut where he dies at the end. Spoiler S- same story, thing. But.
7: Same thing for the Matrix trilogy when they released all that in a box set. They had, like, five commentary tracks, and I always listen to the same one, and it was where they brought in... Uh, cornell west and somebody else two philosophers to talk the philosophy of all three movies and it's just fascinating
1: it's a uh, sun i don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie sunshine science fiction yes yeah it has one of the best commentary it has multiple commentary tracks and one's with uh, an actual scientist and he's talking about the science of the movie and it's like one of the bleakest most depressing commentary tracks as he talks about that eventually there will be nothing that the that the, the universe will uh, everything will be destroyed and that there will be no life or even uh, remnants that there was life. So it's like, it's very, it's not like, it won't make you feel good, but it was, it's a, it's an, okay. a very interesting commentary track to listen to.
3: I'm, I'm very curious, like how many commentary tracks are actually recorded. I mean, my, my whole world is audio and I can, I can watch a movie and, and definitely appreciate it, but Uh, to have that commentary track over, you know, no sound in the movie and just the director or uh, in your case, like with sunshine, you said like they brought like a a scientist on and to, to miss out on that because you know, you can pay $50. Uh, I use the service voodoo, you know, it's like Blu-ray quality, all that stuff. You know, you can pay $50 for a release of something and you go into the special features and it's like nothing. Mm -hmm. Where's the commentary track? I, I, I think the last, I think the last piece of physical media that I actually own is the uh, Criterion collection of the Royal Tenenbaums, and that has a great commentary track. It's not, you know, it's not horror, so I'm not, sorry if I'm breaking That's the theme. I mean, I watch a lot. Of oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, but it has a great commentary track, and I throw it on periodically just to get a little nostalgic because I'm like, I miss this. I miss putting the DVD in the DVD player and then getting my menu and choosing if I want to listen to it with or without commentary. So I guess the short answer to that question is if there's not a commentary track, why are we even making the DVD? (laughs) I mean, I, I think between Jeff and I, at least there has to
7: be a commentary track because I, I was raised on a steady diet of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I love commentary <laughs> on films. I spent so much time as a kid watching that, and I, I'm not going to watch the new stuff. I tried watching it. it. doesn't work for me. The closest I can come is Riff tracks, because they still have the same kind of vibe, but man, I can't tell you how much time I spent. To the point where, like, and the, most of everyone here so far could attest to this, I have to try real hard not to talk through movies. Because I let... I just... I, okay, so I remember this actually has a horror hard, a hard, uh, bent to it, but I remember back uh, back when I was in college out here in the Phoenix area, there was one of those like where they screen movies before they're getting ready for a release, and somebody managed to get their hands on tickets for them, and so we went went to this. And I don't remember the name of the movie. It had something to do with cell phones. So that's what I was thinking of this when everyone was talking about cell phones earlier and the movie wasn't finished yet. So some of the CG still wasn't in place. So there was like, you know, like just blank boxes for buildings on a helicopter shot. Cause they were adding extra sky skyscrapers into it. But the basic idea was like the ring, but cell phones, like you get a call on your phone and seven days later you die or something. And I just remember is a packed theater And there's this scene where all the characters realize that it's their cell phones. So they take them all and they drop them on the porch, ground, whatever, and start stomping on them. And I could not control the outburst that happened next. Not quietly, I said, Mazel Tov. (laughs) And the entire row (laughs) around me just started laughing. (laughs) Like, so that, that's, the, that's what happens to me all the time where it's like, it, I just, again, the Mystery Science Theater
8: creeps through and I just can't help it. I think a commentary track from, from Intimity would be great too because uh, we are such good problem solvers. So we'll, with our non-existent budget, we've come across like, how do we dress this set so that we can make it look like, like in Cloud, Bodies literally exploded. Well, we just use up a lot of strawberry syrup. It's gross, but it works. It, you get the thickness. You get the, like, blood when it dries. It doesn't say, stay a bright, shiny red. It's going to get dark and brown and nasty. So, like, the room smelled horrible, and I don't want any uh, strawberry syrup ever again, but it made the, the, the background shots look really cool. and And just small production... Themed ideas, I guess, would, would be uh, a great thing to, to chat about while we're going over, like, vinyl or, like, things like that. How did we make the head where Manny's head explodes? And that was something that Ferris thro- threw together, uh, not pretty quick. It, w- it took a bit, but it was – it looked awesome. So,
1: Well, uh, you know, no you have thing. to go specific, but for stuff like that, for, like, special effects – um, cause I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of you guys have like, you know, background in like creating, you know, head explosions and stuff. No. So like, uh, how do you figure out how to do things like that? And I assume trial. that would be part of the fun is, you know, figuring out how to do these things. It is part of the fun for sure.
3: Yeah. It's a lot of trial and error to be honest. I mean, I usually take the reins and I, uh, when, when we start discussing the next, uh, script, I'll take the reins and jump into a bunch of special effects that I have no idea how to do, but my wife, Ferris, uh, I just am like, all right, now we've got to make the head explode. And she'll put it together. I inevitably, volunteer. Inevitably. I volu- <laughs>
7: oh, sorry, Jeff. Inevitably, it, it ends up with Ferris making goop of some kind. Like, mm-hmm. there's always goop. We can't get away from goop. There's two Where's things, the goop? There's Good. two things that are always on set in Antimony. That's goop and coconut oil, because Tara greases yes. everybody up top yes. to bottom.
3: Yes. I. Yeah, and and Tara is also. I just want to make a, a a personal note here. Tara is always goopy. I sat in a chair that she also sat in, and I slid right out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the floor. I was like Danny DeVito in uh, Sunny and Philadelphia. I just want to be pure, covered in goop.
0: You gotta stay moisturized.
3: I'm moisturized. You're over moisturized.
10: To answer your question, no, I'm snail totally about, it's
3: like, like the, a slug, a snail. Yeah.
10: To answer your question about the uh, special effects and like head exploding <laughs> and everything it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of combined knowledge between the team of uh how we do these things like obviously we're on a budget and obviously we have to do a ton of smoke and mirrors because we're on that budget so uh we kind of start with a base of okay head exploding that means we need to buy a mannequin head we're going to cut the top of the mannequin head off how do we make it look like a brain? And then everybody just kind of throws their ideas in. Uh, and we take $10 worth of craft supplies and somehow make it work.
7: Yeah, And a lot of times they're like ad hoc. So like in Cloud, for instance, there's like uh, one of the shots where the, the two leads are like they're doing Cloud for the first time in the movie and they're like leaning back that whole thing with him dropping the cloud liquid onto a, like a looked like a burn or something like off camera. That was me with my vape blowing into a tiny tube <laughs> timed t- like perfectly timed. And like, I almost fell over cause we did the shot like eight times in a row. And I had to like, in order not to make sound for the mic, I had to take a full lung, like double lung full of vape. They called action. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay. <sighs> blowing through this tiny tubes so like a lot of times when we're on set like i'd say it's like 50 60 75 percent planned and 25 percent like oh shit we need to figure something out a lot of uh, variability with the effects that we do
3: i want to i want to piggyback on that for just a second because i i feel like there is one member of the uh, antimony crew that has uh, not only are they not here but not has had they have not been mentioned and that's the Antima tubes. uh <laughs> Tube, <laughs> yes, tubes. always tubes. Gotta have tubes. Gotta have the friggin' tubes. Ninety percent of our special effects budget goes into me buying some kind of tube. Uh, the the importance of a tube cannot be understated. If you don't have a good tube A well greased
1: tube.
3: Yeah, you gotta have a greased tube. What makes a good tube? So
7: well, what if I was gonna go
1: tube t- shopping, what what uh, would I you know? For first, first, and foremost, <clears> first and
7: foremost, first and foremost,
3: lengths. Thickness. Neil I I I always heard thickness is more important. Neil, I'd like to invite you on to my podcast uh tube talk with Jeff <laughs> well, I'm totally there yeah <laughs> uh, it's all about the uh, the the importance of tubes on set. <laughs> Uh, I have in the Antimity studio. I have uh, several lengths of width, diameter tubes. Uh, you know, some of them up to twenty-five feet. Some of them as small as several centimeters. But the importance of a tube cannot be understated.
7: Secretly, Antimity is just the front for Jeff's HVAC company
1: that he's trying to build from the ground up. Yep. <laughs> I was just sent a picture of a tube by Amanda here.
9: You're welcome. <laughs> there, Right now. and like oh, a bowl a bowl
3: of something i'm not sure what's in where where's this picture can we throw it up on screen is that or possible pure cloud uh, might have
1: been yeah i think i could share a uh, we could, could share the
3: screen is that okay
7: we i don't could know. try i mean earlier we, with the some of the the uh, technical difficulties we had earlier do we want a chance playing with the setup at all
1: yeah i'm just concerned people see that i don't answer most people's private messages this and uh, they're unread but
3: this interview has been hijacked.
9: Oh, well, Tara, well I so thought
1: it. earlier she was casting spells or something with Danielle. I didn't know what was going
6: oh, on. Oh she might yes. yes. Yes, we do that frequently.
1: Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah these no, fuckers I mean, don't these fuckers don't shy away from the witchcraft.
6: Oh my god,
3: no. no. All right. Well witchcraft? here we'll just this.
1: Here's, uh, here's this. This is goop. Oh
9: yes.
3: <sighs> nice bowl of goop. Was that <laughs> ramen. <Brennan? laughs> I yeah. believe you can see a tube just slightly to the left of the bowl of goop.
8: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, is, yeah,
3: not a straw. He There's a tube. a tube. Hey, that's a good tube. That's a good tube. It, it's right fashioned now. out of the thing that sucks snot out of uh, dying. Yeah, I was gonna stomach.
1: say. I, see, I, I'm familiar <laughs> with these. Unfortunately, when I uh, spent <laughs> much time in the hospital.
3: Yeah. Well, it's it's two pieces. It's the it's the baby sucker and the uh, the oxygen giver. And I'm I'm sorry that you were in the hospital. Well, thank
1: that's... you. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, too. I'm,
3: I'm glad you're not in the hospital
1: anymore. As, uh, yeah, I am, too. Maybe the other people aren't at the moment. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, oh, that's nope. the
10: set that Tara was talking about. The first set that they built in the middle of the desert. That oh. had. Uh, she was saying that it was awful, but it was actually a really lovely set.
3: Hey, that mannequin is in our house. It stares at me from the from the mezzanine. When where I where do go you get the to- mannequin?
1: Because I I remember this. Um, there's a thrift huge thrift store in Boston. I like um, the Garment District. It's called. And uh, one time because they have a Facebook page and they'll put up the weird stuff they get. And uh, they had mannequin parts. It wasn't like the head. It was like parts of like the forearm and and it was they were just selling them by the pound, like two dollars a pound.
10: I want to go there.
9: Hit so. me there. Can yeah, we go? yeah yes. actually
1: uh, mutual friends of some of the people here um, Michael uh, Epstein and Sophia Cassiola used to uh, get stuff for some of their films when they lived in Boston from the Garden uh, District.
3: Ferris, uh, can I can I ask and then there's that Osteros, that which is more of the that same p- I believe. That particular mannequin uh, is that the mannequin that may or may not have been in that uh, movie from the 80s? Yes.
9: That is it, maybe. Yeah.
3: You should you should share that story real quick because no. that mannequin may or may not have been in. What was that movie where the mannequin came to life? It wasn't Man- a horror mannequin. Man- mannequin. Man- no, it's not. <laughs> that
0: you should movie. show them your your porn mannequin.
3: What? Not the porn mannequin.
0: Your your other mannequin. That's like the porn one. <laughs> it's the big booby one right there.
3: I don't get kicked off up. YouTube. Stream banned. Honest. And,
7: Honest. And, oh God. Honest is pulled oh, up is porn oh. is porn mannequin just weird speak for sex doll I'm not, not a sure porn mannequin. Hang, just has hang on a hang on the FBI bus. is knocking at my
3: door
6: <laughs> Oh man this is completely random but I saw for like the first time in my whole life um I don't even want to talk about it it was pocket pussies but it was like body parts I was like can we get a list
1: of oh, like a on. I've seen that people like not a person but I've seen people it's like a foot it was weird. It was like a stump of an but, ankle.
6: Oh, like if you're if you're. That was you know?
1: I was very surprised that there would be enough people that would want that that, that <laughs> it would be made. Like right. I think made there's like one person in the world that
3: would uh-huh. need that,
1: but made to actually really manufacture happy. and make it, it was very. Cool. Can,
3: can we ever? Can we ever have anything antimony related where fucking weird feet don't come up? <laughs> <laughs>
6: no. I would like that day. <laughs> it's
3: just it's the ongoing it's the ongoing resonance with every Antimity production.
6: Well, especially Cloud and Itch. Um they all have those long tube socks and that's part of the character design. So i are like, looking at their dirty ass feet, you know, looking at everyone's feet. Like, oh how bloody are your feet today.
1: Like a Quentin Tarantino film.
9: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: oh, maybe. Not not quite so long and like just like,
9: ooh, look at it Right.
3: This. I do want to say uh, Larry gave me a personal compliment because I did a, I did a very brief cameo in Cloud. I was uh, corpse number three. Ah. Uh, and he, he did give me a compliment. He, he didn't tell any of you guys, by the way, because it would have just offended you and hurt your feelings. But he did so it's a good time to bring it up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. During a live stream with all my friends. Uh, Airing the dirty he, laundry. He, he did say, uh, Jeff, your feet looked the best with the blood on them. And I was like, thank you. I love that's a compliment. I...
6: That's, uh, everyone in nativity has been in a body pile. That is.
3: Look, I, I'm going to take what I can get.
0: Oh, yeah. Body pile is a new career. It's
9: like, yeah,
1: a foot, foot model or something.
8: Now, then how did I get out of that? Because I haven't been in a body pile yet.
10: <laughs> well, we thought you'd worked immediately, so.
8: Oh, that's true. That's because you don't
7: want to get your button down dirty. True. There's that, too.
3: <laughs> it's true. You 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 get to wear your nice clothes to to uh, uh, set. So that saved me the body pile. All right, cool. I'll take it. Yes, you didn't have to get in the body
8: pile. <laughs> There's always next
1: season. True. Or it could be there a is, special. There is next season. special on the on the DVD. You get thrown <laughs> in the body pile.
6: Right, the whole <laughs> film around Christian being in the body pile.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, And uh, I wouldn't say who says this, but a very wise person just (laughs) said, all the most beautiful people on one screen at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, I am also watching the chat, and, yes, thank you, Anonymous. Right. Not Kanon, but Anonymous, yes. She also
1: said there was, like, she wanted to play a game where we had to guess which episode Mm -hmm. had the most CGI. Which episode had the most
3: CGI? Mm Mm-hmm. There's only one episode that had the CGI, and that's Cloud. Uh, well, that's probably the winner. Then. I, oh, yeah.
10: Thanks for ruining oh, the game. Uh,
3: game I, over. I, I, okay, I, w- I was just... Danny, thanks. I was going to say...
0: <laughs> You're wrong. Wrong, wrong.
3: Clearly, I am not qualified to field this question. I'm going to turn it over to my associates. <laughs> I am not No. Does anyone no. else want to
0: guess? Yes, guess, yes,
1: guess, guess. I would have guessed Cloud 2 cuz it's also the longest. Or not the well, <laughs> it's, it's pretty long. But... I mean, I, I mean,
7: depends on what we what we're calling CGI. Like if we're just talking yeah. about like the most comping and the most like like taking taking stuff that was that wasn't shot together and comped in a certain way to actually I would probably say the Christmas special in that respect. Yeah, last yeah.
3: Ac- okay, if we're go- yeah, that's a-
9: <laughs>
3: Yeah, last 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 call, which is um, which is uh, uh essentially what was the Christmas special, actually has the most. Well, it's hard to call it CGI because it's <laughs> there's nothing added. It's just putting things together, and Larry put things in the same room based on compositional like shot. He took things out of shots and put them elsewhere. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably last call. And the only Uh, way I know that that
7: happened is because I was there and saw the majority of it being filmed when I wasn't falling asleep because we were just ass tired. Like after however many hours, like we did all that in one long shoot. Long
5: shoot. Yeah.
3: Like, it's, it's, hours <laughs> it's it's really hard to watch Last Call and not realize how much of that film is actually manipulated. Uh, being on the set, you know, but if you're just a viewer, mm-hmm. you can't tell. And it's honestly, <laughs> I, I there's there's nothing worse than like a Scorpion King CGI, you know, and it doesn't look like that at all. It's just perfectly placed. So cloud cloud is really cool. But honestly, last call is where the whole film basically isn't what was filmed. It's put together and it's awesome. Who does the, uh, the digital effects. That's Larry. Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't even say that it's the digital effects that he does. He (laughs) does the editing, as I mentioned earlier, and editing makes or breaks the film. And truth be told, without the editing, that would have been a broken film. It's saved in the editing, and it's saved by what was able to be accomplished in the editing uh, by putting it all together. And it's if if you're a filmmaker and you want an example of when to properly use that kind of thing, check it out. Because... it's a great example of how you can use CGI effectively without it being noticed. There's nothing worse than noticing CGI in a film. It's that it's the uncanny Valley effect, but it doesn't exist in in that film. And for something that was low budget and filmed in one day, not to sound egotistical, but it's like, how can you mess up a million dollar production or more? And we're doing it on nothing.
1: Uh, Joe says, uh, Antimony, we're more than weird feet. He's uh, suggesting that for the title of the uh,
3: the DVD uh, collection. Yeah, God, no, we can. No. Yeah, no, that's a, <laughs> I, I think that's a bumper sticker I could put on my key. I quit the group. I, I will not. <laughs> and, no, I'll, I'll I'll record the voiceover. Antimony. I refuse. We're more than weird feet.
10: That's disgusting. All right, now give ah. it to
3: me in the Mr. Handley voice.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's
8: just going to sound creepy.
10: no.
1: Antimity. So,
8: if We're you're gonna quit
1: weird. over that, uh, Ferris, do you want it to be Antimity? We are just weird feet. <laughs>
10: yes. No, weird people making weird movies for weird people. Damn it. Damn.
7: And it just so happens that those weird people have weird feet. I don't know what's Stop. so disappointing about that. God. With, with it feet. would be weird. it look, would be odd
1: I think if a weird person had, you know,
7: just nice feet. Look, who who doesn't want to end up on footopedia or whatever it's called where Yeah, there's a
1: much more verse than this than, than I am. I look,
7: we're we're, <laughs> we're so we're a bunch of weird people.
1: Like there are
7: a whole subset of people out there that love celebrities feet. And there's a Wikipedia just for celebrity feet. And it's ridiculous. It's I, hilarious.
6: I, I think Neil's feigning innocence right now. Cause I remember the podcast Tara was on. We were also talking about her. Foot. Yeah. You,
7: you were taught Well, you were also talking about Willem Dafoe's football dick. Like, uh, how do you not know about Footopedia If you know about Willem Dafoe's
1: football dick, he's too busy on like Dryadopedia or wherever he goes. <laughs> oh yes.
3: Yeah. Hey, what's well, what? Well, what
1: happened with the the to, <laughs> to, to explain with Willem Dafoe? There was like this really weird interview with um, the, the guy who made uh, Antichrist. Uh, I forget his name. Um, it's uh, Werner
3: Hertz. Werner Herzog. No, no no, no, no. It's it's it not Werner. Oh, hold on. I anyway, he's a really
1: that. strange guy. He makes a lot of bizarre movies. But anyway, he They're said that originally in Antichrist, they were going to film Willem Dafoe naked. But Willem da- I should get the exact quote. He said, Willem Dafoe's penis was too large and and disturbing, which that was the really bizarre part to me. Like, like like what the hell's going on yeah, here? If it has like a little face on it or something, no. right? Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like I was googling well, the first <laughs> penis or something, but it was in an interview and uh, Vern something I think his name and uh, yeah Lars Mars von Trier, Trier here and uh, thank you, oh, Joe. okay. So, yeah, so it was a very that's a very bizarre uh, uh, thing to even say.
7: Well, if you take that like bizarre experience, you can extrapolate that across everything we do and that's just a standard day like we just we like all of us are weird in our own ways individually but when you put all of us together it's like a pressure cooker of insanity and i think it's one of the only ways we are able to get all this stuff done is because we all get so crazy when we're together like every everything gets shut out like if we were if we were shooting most of these tapes in like a building that had more occupants we would never be able to do it (laughs) because there is so much, like, screaming and, like, I got to crack the door because we filled up the whole apartment with smoke, like, or the whole studio with smoke. Like, all this shit we got to do
8: that if it was a normal building, like, oh, you're kicked out in a heartbeat. There was a, there was, a, was it cloud? There was something we were filming that was just a bloody tarp and we threw it out in the hallway because we needed space to, cl- to get it, the, or block. And so it was and thank goodness nobody came around then because it was just a tarp that was
5: red and,
3: and slimy.
5: We also uh, filled up the hallway with smoke. We were using the smoke machine so much then. That yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even the hallway down to the staircase, the whole building was just smoke. Look, uh, it's,
7: it's amazing what we can do with like, like that we said earlier about tubes and everything, like $10 of tubing or something like that. Like we have a $30 smoke machine that I bought on Amazon. And you get a half gallon of smoke and we use that. We've used that on almost every single production probably like barring a couple couple random ones each has had a little bit of smoke in it
3: the smoke machine should definitely be here for this interview Mm -hmm. Uh maybe next time
1: (laughs) save it for the dvd maybe yeah and i was just thinking like uh because i'm thinking of like ways to make a little extra money here at the show i could can set up the foot cam on like an OnlyFans page or something you would absolutely
7: <laughs> get people paying to see your feet that's just how the internet works if you can picture it in your head you've just spoken it into reality now there is at least one person out there in that world that is willing to at least if not more
10: you're gonna get so many unwanted messages or wanted messages I suppose.
3: yeah who knows Hey, remember That's
6: Remember when we were... Brain, it's just, instead of our faces, it's just our feet, same audio.
3: Right. Yeah, the, the hey, foot can. Yeah. Hey, remember when Antimity was on a horror podcast to talk about movies? <laughs> <laughs> Look. We've we... gone full Quentin and Tarantino. We're living up to our tagline, man. I'm not we're... the one who put the f- feet in the movies. It's you, it's you
1: guys. <clears throat> I'm not complaining. I put a tie
3: on for this. Me
1: <laughs> too. Even the double Windsor knot.
3: I know you and I oh, are the man. only guy wearing ties, Neil. What's up? Look, I don't own a suit. I just have the fancy shirts. That's all. I don't wear. I don't wear ties. I, I. I don't either. I. I stole this.
1: So uh, is I know uh, when I talked to Tara before, there was uh, an idea to do a feature. Is that still? Uh, I know things have changed since then, but uh, would that is, is
3: still something you'd like to do at some point? our intention was always to do a feature we we started with filming a feature that got the whole thing rolling in a way we we started with what was intended to be a feature in fact uh there's actually a rough cut of that not not quite feature length but i have seen it and it's it's not bad i think it i think it could actually be bonus content on the dvd larry uh maybe uh, <laughs> um yeah, of course we intend to do a feature, and um, it's always been our dream to have a you know a ninety or more minute movie that it it just tells the whole story, whether it's part of the continued Antimity universe or a standalone story. It's always it's it's something we want to do. It's something we've been talking about. It's something we are planning for. It's just a matter of of when. I, like I think this. Our... B.
1: I'm sorry, to interrupt you. Uh B. Hen says a feature F E E T U R E. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
9: Yeah. This
0: and that wasn't yeah.
1: me. I got this gift from a listener. It's oh. a it, it's a scalp scratcher. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen
10: those. Demonstration.
1: Really? Demonstration. You like, uh, like put it on your head and like go like this. Do
0: it, do it, do it, do it. Thank you. I, was... I just wish that I had cupcakes right now really bad.
1: I, no, that's what I said. It looks ah. like, like uh, ah. I think, like you, a whisk. A whisk. Yeah. Maybe a that's prank. what I could crash for and then whisk. Later, yeah. Make some it, made me think,
0: it made me think of cake batter. It made me think of cake batter for some reason. So then I was like, ooh, yeah, you could stir cake. And I'm like, cake, cupcake. oh, ah, ah. And I just like want. Oh, I could do an
1: ASMR with it maybe.
0: Yeah.
3: You're going to have to compete with the millions of other YouTube videos. You're hitting all the right markets tonight. Feet,
7: ASMR. You just need to incorporate, like, eating on camera, and (laughs) it's like, you got the hat (laughs) hat trick. You got the hat trick. Know your audience,
1: Neil. That's one of the secrets. Yeah. I don't have any snacks down here, unfortunately. I do have some pickles.
3: Oh, dude, pickles are great. What kind?
1: Well, they're soaked in uh, moonshine.
3: Hell, yeah. Alcoholic pickles. (laughs) You can... You can get your electrolytes back while you get drunk.
0: Are are you a pirate?
3: Am I a pirate?
0: (laughs) Yes, are you? Uh,
3: No, no one's ever
1: asked me that question before. It's kind of dumbfounded. Why would I be, uh, do pirates like pickles?
0: I feel like like that's something a pirate would have in their closet.
7: (laughs) Do pirates have closets? How many boats have closets? <laughs> I didn't think I didn't
1: think pirates are big into moonshine, but I, I mean I don't know. know the, pirates! The it's like a hillbilly. It's, it's like a cross. hillbilly, hillbilly pirate. <laughs>
7: pirate. That's a that's a great
5: title for a movie, I think.
0: Yeah, that's the movie I want to make.
5: <laughs> I want to know Billy what's pirate? in a
0: pirate's closet,
10: actually. What is so it?
7: So, you know okay. that that big budget Disney movie, <laughs> The Pirates of Texarkana. <laughs>
3: I used a
10: ton of boots, but only that, the left because the right is all peg legs.
3: Justin, that Ooh. took a minute to hit me. <laughs> Those are the best jokes. I'm, the ones Now that you mentioned the go, peg huh? leg. I
1: remember once in art class, there's nothing to do with anything, but I, we were supposed to draw caricatures of like, they get, one of them was a pirate. And so I did one that he had two peg legs, two patches, and two hooks because I just thought it was funny. And the art, the art teacher just looked at me and said, What is wrong with you? Like, she said that to me as a student. I was just like, is it an apparent what's wrong with me at this point? But I don't know. I thought it was funny. You're our so teacher with an ass. Yeah, I agree. She I thought it was hated, obvious like, I was just being stupid. Like, it was funny. She just wanted
10: an excuse to be mean to children.
1: Look, if you're going to have a
7: class that's you're supposed to draw pirates and you're going to be serious about it, you shouldn't be teaching. Is right. that elementary school now? Yeah. No. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, No. Was- that
7: was that was postgraduate. That was postgraduate, like doctorate ASU? Work. <laughs> <laughs> He's,
3: he's 30, 36 and yeah. like.
1: <laughs> yeah, who was the art? Teacher? Yeah, Troy, mate. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, whoever the yeah. art teacher was at the, that time, no one was, will know who it is. Was so. it
6: because you were argumentative?
1: No, you can't
7: start this here, Danny. Oh, you mother Danny! This is a safe <laughs> space. You can't start the puns on somebody else's channel. <laughs> You this know what? Hap- another, <laughs> but
1: we already have a feature.
3: You you know what happens when the puns get started?
7: Yeah, yeah I don't. I start. start talking.
6: Splash it down. Splash
9: it down.
7: This is a this is another onset common thing. Every time is if especially if Danny's there. If Danny's not there, it's usually a little more low key. But if Danny's there, then I start and Christian start and there's just this perfect vortex of puns
8: until everybody is sad. I, I just us. get people looking away from
3: me real fast. <laughs> yeah. Danny gets people going, oh, really? On on that note, I just want to mention that Christian is actually one of the funniest people on set. No one ever picks up on it, but that guy drops jokes like nobody's business. They're very subtle.
7: subtle time, the you know,
3: I, I appreciate subtle humor, dry uh, humor. Oh, it's super oh, dry. Yeah. And and <laughs> most of them. It's so super dry. It's like eating a cracker and a, a, a biscuit without butter at the same time.
6: It's because he's the only one not greasy and covered in coconut oil.
3: Yeah. This, this is true. You have never been greased. We got to get he's, you greased. Uh,
7: he
1: is not properly. He's got to be greased. He's got to be thrown in a, in a pile of bodies.
8: I've only had one part, and yeah, I played he's just don't live so. life
3: over here. What's going on? You got to make me not the lawyer next time. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> What was it? You went from the lawyer to the, uh, to the inspector.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was pretty obvious that I obviously like subtlety.
3: Yes. Your, your tie and jacket perfectly say subtlety. Mm-hmm.
1: So much coconut oil here in the, in the chat. So, so what's the secret with the coconut oil?
10: So that's oh, Brandon that said that, and Brandon knows firsthand because he was our dead body in cloud on the table. That kid has been smothered in every type of goop you can ever
9: like.
7: Think he is—he's one of the unsung heroes of Antimity. Like, yes, he's been in—he's been in a number of the the movies, and he just—we just put him through hell, and he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. You want me to lay on this hard wood bench covered in coconut oil and just my boxers? For four this
8: hours? Is it? Sure. Isn't is ju- everything he's in, doesn't he always just die? Uh, always does. is our
10: casualty in every yeah. film. Yeah. And he's not okay. allowed to talk either.
3: Also, uh, he cannot grow hair on part of his chest from where uh, Justin and I drug him across the rug for a specific scene where he had to be lifted up a door frame Jurassic Park style when the raptor was attacking the handler. Oh, and he no. goes, shoot him! Uh, we, we tried to recreate a part of that and... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry Brandon. Uh that rug I'm really burn was terrible. Bad
7: for Brandon now. But he's a, well, oh, he's yeah, a real no. trooper. He's a yeah. real
3: trooper. Okay, but but his muscles cancel out any sympathy. Yeah.
7: Yeah. But like back to the original thing like yeah, like ter- like it just makes things look sweaty. Like you can just put a thin layer on Tara's always using that to like make people look sweaty or hitting them with the bottle or like water bottle or doing both. Like it really makes people look gross like I can't remember if you guys were talking about this uh, on the podcast that Tara was on, the uh, Greasy Strangler, but, like, uh, huge grease fan. Grease makes things look horrible. And if you grease somebody up and they look sweaty and gross under the lights, like, it just adds a little more depth to, to the shot.
0: And Vaseline. And There's Vaseline. a lot of Vaseline. I just don't tell anyone about it oh, no. because I just force it on the actors. I'm just like, okay. I gotta do this. You were sweating off all the water, man. And they're all, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right. And I'll just be like, on their face, and then they're all, ah. Oh. And I'm like, see, now it'll stay the whole scene, and we don't have to keep cutting to like reapply the water. <laughs> I did yeah. it in the whole. Oh, Tyra knows.
4: I um yeah, our our actors are definitely troopers. Um, just because specifically Brandon with that whole dead body situation, like. We you know, put all that dirty stuff all over him, and then you know basically just took a big slather of coconut oil and started at the top and worked our way down and like yeah, he's he's definitely a trooper for that, but I mean, it' um, like a
7: free massage
4: it is honestly, and um, that spray bottle was also one of my favorite things, uh favorite parts of cloud, just keeping that blood nice and fresh on everybody, you know? and I'm getting to spray him right in the face
7: and back on awesome. the whole. Back on the whole, Tyra spent like an hour at least throughout the whole shoot, making sure my arm was wet with all the goop on it and reapplying goop. Like we would just get be like about to do a shot, and I'd have to like run over to Tyra, and she'd like slap shit on my arm, and then like five minutes later, after a couple shots, she'd get the spray bottle out so it didn't just look like I'd like punched mud. So it was actually wet and weird and goopy. A lot of goop and weird fluids and things in the Antimity Productions.
6: Lots of coconut oil in the air too, you know, especially for itch and cloud. They're, you know, they're, they're drug addicts. They're, they're, they're drug zombies. You know? So they're greasy everywhere. And just like, they just crawled out of some disgusting hole, you know, and they're greasy. <laughs> uh,
1: Joe says he feels like I take, I should take a shower after watching the, uh... You're
6: though. i mean the day after an activity set your hair is shiny your face is glowing like there's there's nothing better for you uh, just yeah i that.
1: actually uh, i just say i have a big jar i do have a big jar of coconut oil by my bed but that seems like really bizarre thing to say but it's because i have dry skin and, and it does uh, help a lot uh,
6: uh, what's your right arm relation to your left arm
3: yeah but <laughs> <laughs> uh we're talking I about resist. all the benefits Uh. <laughs> that must be effective we're talking about all the benefits but none of you have had to wash uh, fake blood out of your crack how do so you, uh, you know yeah you don't know what i do on saturdays <laughs> look and we we film together we shower together okay <laughs> nuts to butts
0: the poor actress from cloud remember the effect with the bullet amanda Oh, yeah. Poor Kayla from Cloud. And it was like all the blood was just leaking out from underneath. And Amanda was just like down there, like pumping it like into there and like timing it. It was the weirdest thing I've ever witnessed, I think.
10: Yeah, we had a scene where we have a a bullet wound that is in Kayla's chest. And we wanted to kind of make it like a sucking chest wound. So we have like splurts of blood coming out of the bullet wound while she's dying. And then also smoke coming out of it. Uh, so, Justin and I are out of shot. We're on the floor. That's right. On, on the floor. And I'm under Kayla and he's beside Kayla. And we're trying to make this, uh, you know, trick work. And I, just all this blood is just pouring out of Kayla. She's being such a trooper. She's acting like she's dead. It's running right down her crotch, poor girl. Right down her ass in the seat and then dripping down off the seat onto me and just like splattering on the floor. We just
7: had that bowl full of goop awful. that we saw the picture of earlier. That was directly beneath. Dirt beneath her her chair it was like a lawn chair almost so it could just run straight down <laughs> and we actually I think we had to like either reposition or something because it was making such a loud like splooshing noise. Yes, it was, cause it was like falling like six inches oh.
10: horribly uncomfortable. Oh, no,
7: we got it on audio. I made sure of it. <laughs> I remember because we were – a lot – we, like, didn't think it was going to run like that. So, first, it just ran straight into the carpet we had beneath it. So, we had to swap a bowl in. But later on in the day when we were doing something, I remember because, like, I only have, like, two pairs of jeans that I feel comfortable wearing on set that I'm not super worried about. But still, it's, like, one of my favorite pairs. And I remember just, so, just sinking my knee directly into that goop pile and, like, oh, no. Just the wet knee. Wet knee covered with – syrup and fake blood and this is never going to come out
1: damn it
10: it's true
1: uh let's see uh brandon says uh tyra and tara uh, tyra were uh vigilant with the spray and uh tantalo says please de- please detail the process of cleaning that
6: some stuff you just don't clean i mean um like, if it's a, a bloody carpet, I, I know it's just still rolled up at the Antivity Studio. Uh, uh, I, think I, th- I thought it
0: got thrown out. That one?
7: It's kind of it awkward. Still, to... it didn't, we didn't throw it out, we just rolled it up and tucked it in the corner because Larry wanted to save it.
0: <clears throat> we put it in the inside of the new sound
9: booth.
3: Yes, actually, you're right. I did see. I saw that last time I came over, and it's uh, it's the most insane looking sound. As someone who has put together many sound booths, uh, that is the most insane one, and I like it. It fits the antimity studio. I don't even want to put foam up. I want to keep the bloody chocolate smeared carpet. It'll it'll encourage people to
8: perform.
7: At least it doesn't smell. Who does? I was well. That's. I forgot it that they clean it, but I was going to say, who doesn't want a stink rug in their audio booth? I mean, you well, can't well, smell I
9: think it.
6: Nice part movies is that it's it, it's bloody and disgusting and old looking. You know, it's like, oh, great, you know, we need that again. and We're in our next bloody, disgusting, scary movie. You know, so it's uh everything. In it adds to-
1: some grit to it. That's realism. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the makeup studio. Everything's covered yeah. in blood everywhere.
1: Oh, I agree. I like that. So, uh, Trista, Troy, do you have any uh, questions or comments? I'm just going along for the ride. I'm liking all the uh, <laughs> stories, so. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, yeah, sure. I have a question, actually. Uh, I'm sorry, is it Tara or Tara? Oh, it's Tara. Tara, great. That's not the question. I'll proceed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I see that you do so many jobs on these, and I was wondering if you have a favorite position.
0: I would say acting's definitely my favorite because it's just such a fun excuse to do all the bad things you want to do in real life um, and get away with it. (laughs) You know, Um, you get to just like literally kick people's asses and get covered in things. And it's such a um, adrenaline rush. You know, it goes by, I'm sure, you know, you know, uh, you're an actress and um, been a lot more stuff, you know, more experienced, but, um, I think just the adrenaline rush of it is my favorite. Cause when you're done, you're just all, yeah. And then the next day you're all oh, like, why am I covered in bruises? <laughs> like, what is this? Uh? Like you're just like covered in weird stuff and you can't get it out. And, but it's so cool and you get so close with everyone. So yes, <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a very good. Answer, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, anyway, thanks. Uh, AJ says nothing says you do at best like a bloody stained carpet.
3: (laughs) And that and that carpet was extremely, uh, extremely stained. Uh, we, how many gallons of fluid do you think we used on the set of Cloud Antimity? Couple, at least a couple, at least two
7: or three. And we that was even pre-stained before we started filming. Like we pre-stained it to look nasty, and then we made it even more nasty.
1: Do I do? Does the length of the episodes uh, like uh, coincide with how long they take to film? So, like a longer episode, does it take longer to film? Yeah, Not so, necessarily.
7: Well, sometimes. So, like Cloud, for instance, we had, when we moved into this year, we had planned on having longer shoots so we could make longer episodes and have more time because like we had a really good learning experience the last year with the short tapes with the like, you know, doing those every, every other week or whatever. Like it, it, but it's such a compressed timeline that there's not just no time for anything, no time to take a breath. And it like, we could have could have probably continued doing it for another year. or So maybe, but it would have been, we would have been burning out real quick after that, like it's, it's very stressful, not just in like, in terms of actual, actually making shorts, but just the stress it has on your life. Like you can't do anything else. Like you're constantly worrying about that, constantly planning that. Everything's a rush. Everything's hurried. So it just,
8: it's not optimal. With doing it every other weekend, it was definitely pressure to get all the filming done on Saturday and Sunday. And then all of that next weekend was, or week, and then was post-production, so editing, making sure that it got out on time to to uh, the YouTube, and then um, the next week was pre-production, so we were getting make, we're making sure we had all of the props ready, all of the, um, just everything ready for what we needed for the next film, getting the actors, the script printed out, ready for everybody, and then. Um, filming from basically six a m to midnight most of the time, I think oh, and then um one one shot one shoot that was not fun was Pip and Molly because the AC went out on Sunday, so we were just dying of heat exhaustion and cycling in cold air from another room so that we could get uh the act we'd send the actors out because it was so hot, and we would set up a scene. And we'd send the actors out, and then bring them back in when we had it all set up. Shoot for it as get try and get it done as fast as we can, so that they're not just dying. And then move back and forth, back and forth. But it, it was it was fun. I think that was one of our larger tests of uh, being able to work solidly as a group because it was just so hot.
7: Yeah, and we've had that was a shoot. There's there's a, a handful of shoots that were the shorter, just one weekend shoots, but they felt way longer than the production time on like cloud. Like, so we already talked about last call. That was one day, basically one, you know, like maybe like 12 to 14 hours. And that felt like an eternity, but cloud was two weekends, two full weekends. But it was like, because we had the time to kind of like stretch out a bit and like plan things a little better. We could do pickups for stuff and all this. We had the, the, time to play around with it felt way easier way less of a burden because we weren't like worried about getting every shot that we needed we could like look at things you know and and have a little breathing room
8: and if we'd been able to stick with that um two-week production schedule i think that would have been awesome but yeah pandemic happened
0: the first
6: season was like a filmmaking boot camp yeah (laughs) <laughs> and then it was, oh, maybe let's slow down and do exactly what we want to do. But the first season was just craziness.
8: Yeah, yeah, Cloud was over two weekends. It was two Saturday and Sundays. And then, but before that, we would do everything in one weekend. That
7: was one of my favorite things uh, last year when we were at Mad Monster, um, which is the horror, one of the horror conventions yeah. that comes around <clears throat> down here, is just about everybody that stopped by the table when we talked to them, and you say like they talk about like oh you got all these these shorts and everything and they're like so what's production like and you're like oh we make these every other week you're like what like every single person was just like flabbergasted and like yeah if you don't do anything else really with your life you could do that like if you just give up everything and like for me like i actually wasn't i wasn't on the the set of like the first half of uh like the first season of antimony stuff, because like, like I said at the beginning, like I'm trying to, to jumpstart a career eventually for, you know, writing science fiction and fantasy novels. So when I, I have the, the extra burden on me, like when I start drafting a book, I have to like cut out so many things. And even like Antimity stuff, I have to like, okay, I'm going to limit my time, like maybe one day a weekend to be on set helping out because when I'm working on a book, that's all I'm doing after work every single day for like a month or two. So like, it just takes sacrifice for something like
1: that. I have another picture here Amanda sent me if you guys would like to uh, oh, see Oh no. Oops.
10: Speaking of all the blood on set.
1: There we go. Yep.
10: So this is our life. Ah. This is a nice behind the scenes, so you guys get an idea of what we what we're doing. So you see, like all the intima tubes, the blood, the bottles, the goop on the, the table, carp. the gloves, <laughs> balancing yeah. the camera on a bucket, just super innovative <laughs> and just making it work. Shot this to was, shot.
7: This was actually the uh, the special effects scene in this movie. So the the green screen head explode thing
1: so it was this right here. A great shot. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you for sending that. It. Yeah, it's
9: pretty
1: awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 you can just put Antimity. But where can people find Antimity uh, to to watch all the episodes?
6: YouTube. Yeah, for right now, YouTube.
3: You can also go to Antimity.com dot uh, com, and yeah, if you just throw Antimity into YouTube, that's really your best bet. Mm-hmm. It's a. Ama- the benefit of having a made up word as your company name right. uh, really eliminates any competition. Yeah. How often do you get asked what antimony means? Um periodically. It's it's not as common of a question as you might think. I mean, maybe Larry and Tara get I asked. Bet, a I, bit bet more I, I, I bet I know why. I bet
1: people don't ask because they think, Oh, I'm gonna be dumb if I pretend I don't know what this word means. Right. Good point. <laughs>
5: Just trying to get in
1: on not in the cool club. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, of course, I know intimity.
5: And
6: on other social
7: media. Oh man, look at we got we got a special guest here. that's taking over Tara's oh, screen.
6: Man. Oh, the man,
7: the man himself. He doesn't understand Hello. how to turn mics off.
10: Larry, <laughs> how's
7: it going, everybody? Sorry, I'm late. I had a
11: uh, busy day. No worries. Good to see you. Now, welcome. Hey, very good to see all of you guys. You all look so beautiful. This quarantine's kept us all so far apart. And you're you look great, Neil. Oh, thank you for having oh, us. Oh, thank the show. you. Yeah.
1: No, appreciate coming on. So, uh, I, you know, we covered a lot of stuff, but uh, since you're here, like uh, how much work uh, for you personally is involved in w- when you guys were doing these like every two weeks?
11: Um, yeah, I mean, I pretty much just like sit back and just let everybody work and I just kind of just like tell them what to do, like and I don't do anything at all. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, you know, it's really he's hard. not Everything lying. Super hard. Um, but, yeah, I do a lot. So, me personally – um, yeah, so once we are done with a film, so I that's saying that I just came out of uh, editing for probably 48 hours straight, um, and then we go into writing that Sunday on release. We would start writing unless we had a script already done, and then from then on, it was working on the next Antimity tape from that Sunday until two weeks later when we were editing and I was finishing and we were starting the next Antimity tape again. So it was, I had no life for that year, but it was a great life. It was an life. I got to live there for a year, so it was really fun. It was a
1: great yeah. time. What, what kind of movies uh, inspired you to want you know to want to make stuff?
11: Um, I grew up like every other horror fan, you know? I grew up on, like, Nymer and Elm Street, like, Good West Craven, Friday the 13th, you know, uh, so I grew up on the classics, but I just love telling stories. I've loved telling stories since I was a kid. That's all I want to do, and uh, that's just kind of been my trajectory since I was – Young is just wanting to tell stories, especially stories about horrible people and weird things, because uh, I just think it's more fun that way. And I hate movies that try to prove points or be too serious. I like to have a good time, and I like to focus on things that that are enjoyable to watch uh, and try to keep the downtime to a minimal. So it's just kind of a a passion of mine, just to tell weird stories.
1: So before Antimity, did you like did you create like a, a short or any other type of you know story?
11: Um. Yeah, I attempted to. I attempted to make movies. Uh, for years, I. I probably have like four or five failed projects, um, just sitting on like burnt DVDs somewhere that are shamefully hidden. That I hope they were burned in the fire so no one ever finds them by accident, because uh, they were definitely not good. Uh, I wrote a play uh, and produced a play before. It was a horror play uh, called They Wait. And, uh, but no, I mean, besides that, I just stuck with photography. I did fashion editorial for years and just was one of those people that was always waiting to start, waiting to start. You know, it was always a dream, but it's like you always had something else and you're waiting to start. and I got tired of waiting to start, and it just so happened that all these amazing people that you're looking at here were all in my life at the same time. And we all had this same interest, and for some reason, the spark hit and it just lit that time, and we haven't stopped. And, you know, it, it's been, uh, the craziest, uh, experience, but it's been the funnest too.
1: Yeah. I Make think that great. personally, I think that's important surrounding yourself with, uh, people who are positive and, uh, also productive and share similar interests.
11: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And what's even more fun is like, not everybody does. I mean, some people in our team don't even like scary moves.
1: Oh, really? But, we're okay. going to get rid I of them sure. here.
11: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but here's the thing. It's like, that's the great part about Antimity, right? Is, uh, we're just a group of people that are all weirdly together. You know, we don't have to all like the same stuff. We don't all have to be the same, but we all come together in friendship and the love to tell a story. And even if someone doesn't like a horror movie, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, it's not a horror movie. You know, it's a, it's a intimidating movie. It's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. It's something that we've all kind of put our two cents into and, and yeah. come out end with something.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's personally what I always like. Uh, I mentioned this lots of times, but like festivals or movies that don't really, you usually don't really fit into, uh, a category or a genre, right. and uh, you know the intimacy stuff. It's uh, even because sometimes when, when I when I put together the um, the severed limbs, I'm not a stickler for genre. It doesn't have to be like horror, but as long right. as it's something weird or dark or some somehow related, it works. Well, not like yeah. a rom com. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we could probably make a rom com pretty weird. Sure, if, it could fit in there, it.
11: but
3: just oh, yeah. yeah, I think we might have one in the works that we were working I'm, on pretty sure we have a rom-com in the works larry
11: <laughs> yeah i think we have a rom-com in the works actually so be looking for that we definitely have something rom-com style uh yeah. in the works
3: that'll be christian's
1: uh his thing because he's not the he's not the uh scary guy maybe he's into the rom-com yeah
4: only if he's covered in oil yeah, as long as- uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well I'm, I'm another one too that i i didn't come up from a background of like horror stuff like when i was a kid the spookiest thing i can remember watching is a nazi's face getting melted off in raiders of the lost art until i was a little bit older and my best friend at the time uh he grabbed some tapes from from his dad's place and came over and we watched him one of the things we watched was i'll never forget it was uh john carpenter's prince of darkness and that freaked me the fuck out like i had nightmares about that shit for a while so, like, I, when it comes to, like, that's a, another cool thing about our, our kind of team dynamic is the people who do write. So, like, Larry has been the primary writer for most of this, for most of the Antimity stuff. But then Jeff and I have sprinkled in our different styles. We all have a little different style. So, like, the we all find different strange things to write about. like Like, I just, like, I don't know, like... Like, dead letter, that's just, like, literally a weird funeral procession that also has a stabbing at the end. And incest. Yeah, and, well, incest wasn't mine. (laughs) I didn't originally have incest. I might have implied it. Larry, either Larry or Jeff added in the incest and the dead letter. Or, like, vinyl. uh, uh,
3: The incest was entirely on me. Well, good on you, Jeff. (laughs)
7: But like vinyl. Vinyl when I when I originally sat down to write that cuz I don't have any experience writing screenplays. I just kind of took a swing at it. The original idea I had for vinyl was two stoner metalheads go to do the thing where you spin the record backwards. They're trying to summon the devil, but instead of instead of summoning the devil, they summon an old blues man who was trapped inside it. Like, it was supposed to be a comedy originally, but then when I started writing it, it turned into, like, a, into a horrible, oh. terrifying, and horrible, and, like, heads exploding, and, like, oh, God. And but
6: that's and, me,
3: like, yeah.
6: And, and Vinyl's still the only, uh, Antimity film that we know has made somebody, like, physically sick when oh, they were really? watching.
3: Yes, I was, uh, I was personal witness to that, um.
9: Oh, so my friend's.
3: Uh, we, we did a, uh, we did a, uh, what, what, what do we even call that? Like, it was like, uh, we, we basically set up a movie theater in our, in our filming studio. Um, Larry and I did a little bit of uh pre-production work on that. We set up a sound system, we set up a screen, we set up a projector. We even popped popcorn for people and left it on their seats so that when they got admission, but, but, uh, it was during, uh, vinyl that, I was in the dark and someone just pushed past me, holding their mouth over their hand uh, or holding their hand over their mouth and just like, kind of pushed me out of the way and ran out of the room. And I remember asking Larry, like, what the fuck was that all about? And then it dawned on me. Not everyone enjoys seeing heads explode.
11: <laughs> exactly, yeah, That was a weird experience. And I feel bad about that experience because we had set up. We were so excited. And you don't think of, I grew up watching movies so I like this, so I don't think of any of my films as scary. You know, I'm, I think of myself as a student forever, so I'm, we're, we're all learning together, you know. So whenever she asked me, I was like, I really want you to come see, you know, you're such a big supporter. She supports all our stuff. She's Danny's friend. She's so sweet. She supports everything we do. She's never seen any of our stuff. So I'm like, just go watch a movie. She's like, well, I don't like scary movies. Is this one coming on scary? And I said, no, because to me, it's not scary. I never would think of it as scary. But then, yeah, she goes in, and I sit there. She gets up and leaves. I'm like, "Why would she walk out?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, the head exploding thing. People don't typically enjoy that. I specifically told her that it wasn't going to have anything scary, and so I ruined that audience members' trust forever. So we're off to a good start. You
3: she don't, was, you don't like, feel bad about stuff was, like that. Like,
6: it was really good. It just it had a physical effect on her. She was like, "I can't be here,"
3: <laughs> which <laughs> I, I I know that there's always going to be some level of of like, oh, that was kind of rude, but truthfully, like that's one of the best reactions you can hope for. When one of your films makes someone run out of the room, you know that you were effective. Like it's, we're not making, we're not making movies that are like, we never set out to make, you know, rom-coms. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know how to say this without like offending some some something but to me that was one of the greatest moments because yes it was kind of odd but at the same time it was awesome because it let me know this works
10: it's validating in a way that you're like oh this is a horror movie and we're making an exploding head like how do we know it's going to work when someone leaves your room Getting physically ill is how you know that you it,
3: achieved your goal. It reminded me of the time that I saw RoboCop for the first time. I oh, no. I, I was five. I should not have been watching <laughs> RoboCop, uh, but when Peter Weller had Watch every Robert. single, yeah. when Peter Weller had every single limb blown off of him, uh, I remember running out of the room. And RoboCop is still one of my favorite movies. In fact, uh, let's, does it? Uh, uh. Yeah, RoboCop. Is one of my favorite movies because of that lifelong impact, and I guess maybe the the maybe the situation could be different for someone who's you know in their 20s compared we'll to saying goodbye who's to five. Troy. He's
1: gonna take off, but all right, Good Good night, everybody. Thanks
5: for coming on. Bye, bye Troy. Troy, nice meeting you. Right. Nice
11: talking yeah, guys, nice to you. you. You guys take care. Bye bye now.
1: You too. Bye. Yeah. AJ adds that he's been a fan of exploding heads ever since Scanners.
3: Scanners. That Weird wasn't stuff. the CG one, right? No, it was scanners oh, okay. with Michael Ironside. Yeah.
1: yeah On you Mars? Can watch
2: scanners. If you like exploding.
3: S- isn't it's it probably the, one with the, the... the 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 best? It's still quintessential
2: exploding. Yeah. It, so.
3: yeah. Okay. Okay. Is scanners the one where the things burrow underground and then come up?
2: No, no, no. That's tremors. Okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not tre not no 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 not
3: tremors. They were like robots that would go under the ground and then come up and then explode your head. No, no.
2: It's the one with all of the exploding heads.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'll check out scanners. I've probably seen it. You should.
2: Yeah. I think you'll appreciate it.
7: Yeah. Uh, to this day though, to this day. Uh, the model that we used for for Manny's exploded head still startles the shit out of me occasionally as we're walking through the studio because it's yeah. right at standard head height, and it's probably right behind Larry right now, or somewhere in that room. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's there. there somewhere.
11: We've been we've started reorganizing since COVID because it got you know we ain't doing anything, so we started going crazy, and I've started reorganizing things. So I'm like, I need shit to do. I'm not I don't function on nothing to do. I'm so used to doing stuff that that really threw me off but the uh my real validated thing that i can say the most validating thing of making movies so far that was the most shocking and validating was the day that we had gotten done i was working on a project and i was stressing about it and then tara said hey do you know that there was awards for that uh for the online uh film festival i said no i had no idea i thought it was i i thought we were just showing our films and it was fun she said no so we need to watch the award show we were told to watch it and i was like oh well shit okay so I was thinking, in my mind, we're going to get nominated maybe for something, and that would be great for the team. You know, that would be great for us all to get nominated. I had no idea. When we found out that when we had heard the announcement read right off that we had won, um, that was probably like the first time I'm such a stickler about not bothering the neighbors downstairs about <laughs> being too loud during at night. But, man, we were stomping this place down. I thought it was going to have a second fire. Us. It was literally the most insane moment so far. Uh, that's when you, uh,
3: that's stuff. when you installed that bowling alley, right? Just so you could celebrate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were no, doing, you were, well, you were doing the upstairs neighbor bowling alley. Yeah, exactly. That was really cool, dude. I got like four strikes that night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I well, it was couldn't... really happy that you were, you know, excited about it. And, uh, yeah,
3: that was really awesome. You we was were actually really Larry... happy
1: that people enjoyed it. You know, everything about the, uh, the awards. Larry and I were actually watching
7: it simultaneously and like, getting to the same the same point and like posting in discord like holy fuck it's bill mosley and he's talking about our fucking movie oh my god we it was good was
1: it was a good experience
7: yeah
1: and uh just so, so if people don't know all the nominees were really the the top three vote getters so it wasn't like i picked three you know that i thought was the best it was the people that were there watching them so to me oh, that wow. that means more cool. you know that the, yeah that's amazing people voted that really for.
11: Is. I mean, we were just happy just to be on it. You know, we were happy just to be there because, yeah. you know, like I said, we're just a group of friends in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, you know what I mean? Like we, we're here to make weird stuff, put it out on the web. And if people like it, they like it, if they don't, whatever. We're making stuff learn and we want to grow together as artists and it's just been crazy, man. So yeah, being a nominated for award period was awesome. Uh, winning was very shocking. Winning twice, even more shocking, but Nathan was very happy, uh, with that one too I made sure to share it with all of them as
7: well and we like as we've kind of talked about earlier like even if we weren't making movies right now we would still be making weird shit like we've been making weird shit for years so even if we post it and it doesn't ever get noticed like that's we're just making weird shit like we do it all the time if it's you know films or photography or just random shit oh is this are we getting
1: a there's a manny there's a manny (laughs) <laughs> very cool right. oh it is pretty good it's pretty
7: freaky to me yeah. it kind of looks like somebody's looking at you through one of those night night vision scopes right right or like night vision goggles like yeah
6: like it looks even more freaky when you can see the blood color
7: uh-huh
6: I will yeah, yeah. just because I'll come over and say hello you know and they'll be like oh we made a Ouija board and you turn and you're like oh to <laughs> them
1: I thought you just go over and talk to the to the mannequin okay.
6: I mean, yeah, that too, you know, but uh, that's, you know, that's like a whole different story.
1: All right. Uh Joe wants to know, uh, for the horror lovers of the team, what are their favorite horror movies? Oh, this is a good one. Uh,
5: that's
11: hard. That's a tough question. Um, I am it, is, it really depends Warriors, what kind though. of mood you're in, I think. Um, yeah, because I love Dream Warriors. I would say I, that's always my go-to, but it's not really scary. It's more really funny, and for me it was like that. I always go to Dream Warriors because Dream Warriors was the movie when I was younger that I saw that changed my perspective entirely on storytelling because I knew Freddy Krueger as mean and bad and scary. And then you see him in Dream Warriors and he was making me laugh more than he was scaring me. And it changed my whole perspective, changed my writing style. Even at that, when I was young, I would sit there and notebook out things uh, with no phones or obviously computers. Uh, So I just notebook out stuff. And I even started notebooking. I could probably trace notebooks back to when I saw that movie the first time on VHF, you know? So I always go back to that one, but there's so many good ones, but I tend to lean more towards, uh, I don't know, I don't wanna say that because I'm gonna sound like a hipster and then people are gonna say something about it. But I typically like the old like Italian film, 70s, horror. Um, I like the Alice Sweet Alice kind of style of law. Alice Sweet Alice is probably one of my all time favorites, but really the more weird, corny like quirky stuff you can stuff into the person's like decapitated head socket that's uh-huh. the kind of movie I remember. that's my favorite kind of movie <laughs> sounds good to me
10: decapitated head socket sounds like a really lovely band name <laughs>
3: yeah we uh are that's we all just sharing a cannibal our, corpse song are are we all sharing our favorite movies yeah, yeah. like horror movie yeah. um me personally uh it's a toss-up between evil dead 2 um, I love that one. I know Army of Darkness has the most production value and all that, but Evil Dead Two just it it has a special place in my heart. Um, but really, if I had to pick one, it would probably be something out of the Puppet Master series. Probably really? Puppet Master Two, dude. I yeah, like no joke. <clears throat> like I love Blade. Yeah. I love I ask Blade. your favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, Puppet and, Master and, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think Puppethead doesn't get enough love. I mean, uh, Pinhead doesn't get enough love. He's no, great. Pinhead definitely doesn't get enough love, but you actually said um, ah, Pumpkinhead? I think, or do you start to say something? But Pumpkinhead is my. Great Pumpkinhead is right up there, man, and, and it's really good. So a toss up between Evil Dead 2, one of the Puppet Masters, probably Puppet Master 2. Puppet Master 2 is is supreme. And, uh, cause I, I love those, uh, full moon videos. Was it full moon? Yeah. Full yeah, moon. Full moon yeah. Uh, yeah. Full moon. I love full moon. I grew up on them going to, um, like little discount video stores and just getting to pick out like one of the uh, full moon releases. Like I even liked uh demonic toys and, um, doll, doll man and stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff and guilty pleasure. I'm just going to throw it in there for, for good merit. Um, uh, uh, terror tunes.
1: <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, yeah, uh, friends with Joe Castro who uh who who made those
3: Yeah, I found my first uh Terror DVD at the when I was working at Albertson's uh it was a I paid a buck for it and I was just like I gotta I gotta show this to everyone. So uh if I had to pick one, it would probably be Evil Dead 2.
1: I think that might be Trista's, it's definitely up there for mm-hmm. uh Ferris.
10: I don't know, it would be a toss up between uh, Brim Stoker's Dracula only because it's so fucking beautiful. And also, I have a lady crush on that designer, fucking love her and her costumes. It's kind of what made me love uh, the idea of costume design in movies. And it can be beautiful and weird and and have texture and be out of place. Um, I really love Dracula. But then I also... Really love the Hellraiser series just because of all the practical effects. Um, so I think those two movies combined are what created my love of costuming in movies and gore and special effects in movies.
1: Do you have a favorite Cenobite?
10: Oh, it's got to be uh, what's his name? Clatter? Uh, J- Chatter. Chatters is yeah. He yeah. chatters his teeth. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: He'll be on the show uh, soon, Nicholas Vince.
10: Yay! I love that. Hey,
3: no shit, that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Justin, Hellraiser is fantastic.
7: Um, actually, that's I've never seen any of the Hellraisers. Like I said, yeah. I wasn't
3: raised on any.
7: Of, uh, like all of my horror knowledge has come from like the past five years, like of being around everybody. Um, like on one hand, if I was gonna name something big that I would consider horror, like it's more psychological or whatever. I would say like alien, but that's like to me that feels no, like I, a I think of that's a, a horror out. movie. To me that's a horror
1: I, movie set in space. It is. Oh, it's definitely I, a horror movie.
7: I, I one that I one that I watched before I really was into horror like this. This was in college, one of my friends got it was uh, that's actually more kind of in line with everything else is Feast. I think it's uh, Feast. I, yeah, uh, cool. it's such a weird movie and I I originally like I fell in love with it because it has a weird sense of humor. And, like, anytime I can see Henry Rollins doing weird stuff in movies, like, he's a motivational speaker in that movie. And Jason Mewes is in that movie. Like, what is this? It's so weird. I love it.
1: Yeah, Clue Uh I'm a big fan of Feast, too. Uh, Feast uh, led to, uh, to uh, our, our original co-host leaving the show because we had John Gulliger on who made the, the Feast films and me and him laughed a lot about monster penises because there's a lot of monster penises in feast 2 and a, uh, the original oh God, co-host damn. of the show is not uh, happy about this and end up leaving the show
7: yeah there's a very there's also i mean i don't i've never seen feast 2 so like i don't know like the i know trilogy the
1: trilogy is it gets more if you think feast is bizarre the the trilogy gets more bizarre as they go on holy shit feast 2 like the monsters all just have penises but they don't really Necessarily draw attention to them, they just have them, which I think is kind of funny. But, uh, and then the third one's just I don't want to ruin it, but it's very, yeah. uh, very strange. I would recommend watching them all. Nice. Now, I like both Guliger, Clue, and and uh, John Guliger. Uh, Christian, I know you said you're not a horror movie
8: fan, but uh, do you have a favorite horror movie? Um, Jim Henson's Dark Crystal, The Dark Crystal. That's a good movie for me. That as a kid, that was the scariest thing in the world. Um, I loved it, but uh, if I have to go for something a little more modern, I would say either Pip and Molly, because that was my favorite to work on, or the Halloween special, which was also my favorite to work on so
7: nepotism yeah. you can't choose movies you worked
3: on work. <laughs> <laughs> I love them both he's, he's, he's only seen mind. three horror movies and two of them are ours <laughs> 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 well you know uh, the Pippa
1: Molly one's interesting because you know uh, Larry said that like uh, he likes this stuff to me does have a message or whatever but I think that's one of the antimony ones that does have some social
11: commentary yeah I think so I mean it ended up having it you know what I mean like but I think that you know, really, Pippin Molly is the story of an uh, old serial killer man on the run from the police who went to a familiar place and ended up being haunted by the ghost of his past, which was a girl stuffed in a suitcase,
9: mm-hmm. um,
11: which I, I guess, you know, has like, I don't know what the message, don't kill people. Is
3: <laughs> really put on a person? limb there. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a pretty good message for life is just don't stuff people in suitcases. The yeah. other, and other and message, also don't go don't
7: dead and kill you with a little devil goat man. The other message, don't be old and get shot in the gut.
11: And another message was, the that the thing that's funny about Pippa Molly is that was our coldest looking film, but I have some beautiful photos of like Manny and Tyra and everybody just hanging out on the couch because our AC went out and we were just dying uh, inside the studios like 100 degrees. We shot for eight hours in a 100 degree studio with just people hiding in other rooms trying to get ac wherever they can and it was just part of doing a movie every two weeks because normal studio a, nor- a normal set would close and say okay we'll pick up next week when the ac is back on but we don't get the opportunity to do that when you're doing it every two weeks so right. there's no close that is okay everybody stand in the hallway while the ac is working in here and then we'll just work in the studio until it's fixed and then we'll just survive the, the heat of it which is fun but scary mo- scariest movies people favorite scary movies
1: uh manny
5: uh, let's see. I. What's on your shirt, go... by
1: the way? Keep trying. I can't. I'm. Uh...
5: Uh, I thought was it was the Distillers.
1: Villinger escape... Oh, escape Plan. Okay. I don't know what that is. They grew
5: up years ago. Okay. Um. For movies, though, I think it's gonna probably be a tie. Uh. I was thinking about this too. It's tough. I I still can't even choose. I want to say maybe a tie between three-way tie between the first Evil Dead. I like the second one, but the first one's got a little bit more magic for me. Uh, and, I'm
1: actually a guy who likes the, the first one better, too, and I know that's uh, the minority. I think most people like yeah, the second it, better.
5: it's sometimes comfortable to take, I think. Everyone's like, yeah, oh, the second one's the best, but something about the first one. Just, I don't know, I like Yeah,
1: it. part of it is, yeah, I, I saw it uh, when I was a kid, and...
3: Uh, sometimes, you
1: know, something if you saw as a kid at a certain time, it, like you know,
3: that sticks with you. I I I I need to chime in here. I know that I said the second Evil Dead. I completely agree yeah. with Manny. The first one really has that magic, and especially after reading uh, Bruce Campbell's uh, Chin book, and you learn all the behind the scenes. The first one really is the most magical because. I've always compared Antimity to Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi and how they went about making movies and how they made something out of nothing. And that changed the world, in my opinion. Oh, um, it's very influ- influential. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I do that, think that the first, second
1: one is when Bruce Campbell really becomes Bruce Campbell.
3: Though. And Sam Raimi yeah. became Sam Raimi. Uh, they, they just took everything that they learned and they made their magnum opus, so to speak. And yes, the first one, should never go without man
1: oh yeah uh and what would you say was a tie with something
5: second one would be uh john carpenter is the thing just because that those effects in that man are still
1: mind-blowing mm-hmm. love that. i agree it's like the, it's such a great combination of i would love it just for the effects alone i would love it just for the performances alone all the characters but then you combine everything there and uh, i think oh, it's like a perfect yeah. uh, movie such all of these things movie. are all of these
7: things are secondary to watching Kurt Russell and his beard do things. Yeah, it's pretty stupid I'm just saying. And the hat. The hat and the, the hat, hat. yes. And Wilfred
3: Brimley, rest in peace. Yes. Oh yes, yes. yes. So just very recently, Wilfred Brimley.
1: Yeah, I got to meet him uh at a at an event. Um yeah, that's too bad though. Most of the famous. Uh Ty Tyra.
3: Oh, you yeah, and 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 Oh. oh, I was just going to say, and never forget that awesome follow-up to the thing with the sequel. Oh yeah, CG. I can literally hear crickets.
1: <laughs> I actually don't mind the the sequel. It's actually a prequel, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's as good as it is. As, as it was. As the thing. It was it was terrible, and that was a joke. I'm yeah, sorry. I actually don't think it is terrible, but I know again, I'm in the minority. Uh, Tyra,
4: um, I honestly can't choose, um, but. I really enjoyed uh, the child's play movies when I was a kid. Um, so those. And um, all of the Chucky films following. I'm just like, they're great. I love yeah. them. I love them. Uh,
1: Several here that I know is on Trista's list.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> approve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so definitely those films. And then also... Uh, OG Texas Chainsaw.
1: I just... It's one of mine, too. I just
4: like the way it looks, and I like the screaming, just the
0: screaming, the whole thing. Yeah,
1: to me, that's the quintessential Scream Queen.
9: Yes.
0: Marilyn
1: Burns. Yeah. Because you great really believe her. she's being, you know, she's got, you know, it's like a descendant to madness, and at this point, she is insane, and it's a, a great performance in the eyes, too, not just the scream, but... Yeah.
9: So.
0: There's just
1: something uh, like uh, dirty about
3: that movie. I think
1: it's like you not you shouldn't be watching it.
3: Larry turned me yeah. on to a very interesting fact about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is that it had an R rating and it is one of the horror movies that has the least amount of actual blood in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I that's true. The that. original Halloween doesn't either.
11: But I love, the thing. I love, and about I was think
1: it's a movie. video nasty in the UK where it was you know completely banned for for many years until recently
11: yeah and i and that i'm glad you brought texas chainsaw Tire. i love texas chainsaw and texas chainsaw was one of those stories i would go back to when i was like having those those down days you know where you're like oh do i really pursuing making film it seems even more with the internet a crazier and crazier thing to do but every time i think that i would look back at the story of the texas chainsaw and how it was made and how uh, most of the cast didn't even believe in the movie and they just wanted to get paid their pennies up front because they knew it wasn't going to make money and then it all of a sudden ended up being this huge thing. And the and only reason I have any the information I got on that was just because I used to work at this place called Tech Shop with Amanda. It was an awesome job. Uh, but I there was a guy that used to work there. I was helping him on this laser machine and I had a Texas chainsaw uh, thing on my keys that I had hanging on my lanyard. And he's like, oh, why do you have that guy on there, not Leatherface? I was like, the Hitchhiker is my favorite that
1: guy's the weirdest one he freaks me out See, i personally like the cook i like the sh- i like uh, oh, okay. the cook the best but i i think that's what uh in the in the later ones is what they really missed a boat on is they fixate on Leatherface, and yeah. i don't think he's necessarily a very interesting character by himself you really need the whole family dynamic uh, that's what grandpa makes of the movie so yeah grandpa like always grandpa, always too. more grandpa, grandpa dude
3: uh, and I, am going to kick myself in the ass later cause I know I'll remember it, but the, uh, uh, Vietnam vet who scratched his head with the chopped up. Yes. Thank you. Who gave Dude. out your award. Man, the first time I saw that, I didn't even tune in for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It was like 3 in the morning, and I caught it midway, and I was just like, what is this? I was 8. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I was just like, this guy is eating his fucking skinhead off of his head with a... He's heating up the coat hanger. What is this? That's what I use this nah. for off air. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
11: just take the lighter and... Yeah. Text chainsaw is so good. Like even like when it comes down to that, that do it yourself attitude that he had when it was, uh, I don't know how to make music. So I just went to the flea market and bought used broken instruments. And I was like, I'm going to play it so hard that the strings break. And that's the instrument, that's the soundtrack of the film. And just all this cool stuff. And it just really shows you that if you, uh, as an independent, even back then when you had to pay for film, uh, you can make something. You just have to, you just have to have an idea, a group of willing people, and just be daring enough to just do it in the face of everyone telling you you can't because they will. That's just, I've been pursuing this dream for 10 years. Trust me. The only consistent thing is all the people telling me it's impossible. Everything else is just what you can do and the time you're willing to put in and the sacrifices you're willing to make because it's all about time, you know, it's just about time.
1: Yeah. And a cheap plug for us that you can go to our archives. And uh, we just recently had John Dugan on who played uh, Grandpa. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, he's, Danielle. He's on, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, yeah. I've he's been on a few, and I've I've watched those, and he's charming. I I love that guy. Yeah,
1: he's great. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people, and I was I was happy. Uh, Tristan got to meet him. virtually. You
2: know. Yeah, me too.
1: Uh, Danielle.
2: Hi.
1: Hello. Honestly, Your favorite horror movie? I was ne- just you know nepotism, talking to you. But...
6: Ne- nepotism aside, I think Cloud is my favorite. um right. I don't even care. It has all my favorite. It has all my favorite shit. Like there's like slimy rainbow bead walls and like disco. Ball. Like it's amazing. Um, but uh, something recent that I like, I, I really like Midsummer. Um, I, I like. I stuff. love
1: Midsummer too. Yeah. I
6: I like that it's so happy and bright and then horrible. Because um, I I
1: I, I, li- I always like that contrast myself. Like if if you have like happy music set to. Um, Like violence or something, but it's the same idea. But it's it looks aesthetically, you know, charming and beautiful and bright.
6: Some of the shots they had, like when they when they were coming in uh, upside down, I thought that was so cool. Um, It's a very cinematic
1: movie. That was one I was really happy to see in the theater
6: because there's you know very interesting shots there. Um, I don't know. I think think that's a
1: good. That's one of my favorite um, modern horror movies. I really liked it.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the one that horrified me the most as a kid was Ghost Ship, just because like there was that one scene with the wire. Good, yeah,
1: it's like, a great dude. opening. It <laughs> ended
3: there, it's but the, it is a great opening. It's the best scene in Ghost a Ship shitty movie.
6: Oh,
10: but yeah, we Ghost talk.
6: Fuck it.
3: Ferris and I are always like, "Hey, you remember that one scene from Ghost Ship? That one really cool scene in an otherwise kind of crap movie."
10: No, we're always like. Remember the three shit movies that came out in the nineties within a week of each other.
3: <laughs> Virus was the other one with Jamie Lee Curtis. No one remembers sure. Virus, but I put oh. it on the same. I put it on the same uh, level as Moontrap. Was
11: that I saw the that. same era that uh, Thirteen Ghosts and all them came out? Like the goggles, you could see the ghosts with the goggles on and all. Like,
1: oh. all the, the original Thirteen fighting. Ghosts came out like, yeah, so, like old, sixty old. years I ago. I forgot F- about 13 F- Ghosts. F the original Thirteen
3: Ghosts. The second <gasps> one with Matthew Le- the original with Matthew Lillard is with Shaggy and original. Uh,
9: yeah.
11: It's the new original. Uh, no, the just kidding. yeah, the original Thirteen Ghosts. I mean, that's it's hard to get people to watch Black and White movies. It's hard to get people to watch. Independent movies. If it doesn't have uh, a list celebrity on a cover and some orange and blue flames,
3: <laughs>
1: uh, you know it's really hard. I always mention no. that the orange hey. Very annoying. Dude, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm getting really turned on to black and white movies recently. Uh, the one that I just, I, I'm actually so gonna, I like, per- I'm going to purchase it is uh, the tr- the lost. I can't remember if it's the lost or just the treasure of the Sierra Madre. Uh Anyone familiar with that? It's not a Dude. horror movie, but yeah, it, like that one. I I saw like a preview for it uh, on YouTube because the uh, channel I subscribed to was like, "Hey, check out these old movies." I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch that because it's it captures a magic you can't capture anywhere else." Right. i oh,
11: have gotta check it out. I mean, that's the thing. I I, I there's a lot of movies I'd love to talk about, but I don't think I'm allowed to because uh, for my job I have to pull screenshots. Oh, I, I do I do art on films uh, for films for a uh, uh, film lab. So I see tons of movies a week and that haven't come out yet. That are on their way to Amazon or on their way to Netflix or wherever to festivals. So most of the time it's stuff I'm not too interested in, but every once in a while we get some stuff that comes out that I just can't wait. And what's always funny is I always go to your, when I go to your uh, website, I see, you know, people from films that I just finished working on. Uh, that I'm like, Oh, that films on Amazon or something now, or, you know, I, I uh, cut trailers. I used to cut a lot of trailers for, a. Uh, a distributor that i love um and so i see some films that i've cut trailers for sometimes that will come through and i'm like that's so fun like i'm glad yeah. to see people getting through the you know through the grid of the web
1: yeah i mean that's so part of to- the fun for both the you know, tristan i is having not even just fun but it's uh we've talked off air it's fulfilling to to have people on from independent stuff and try to get the word out there uh recently we both love fried berry which was something uh when people can see it, I hope they, uh, they check it out. Very what weird is movie. F- F- Friedberry. Friedberry. Yes. Friedberry. Two
3: words or one word, two words, fried and then Barry B A R R Y. I'm going to check that out. I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, a search here. See if I can find it. And uh,
1: by the way, uh, 13 ghosts. Uh, I did get to see the original one, the original black woman in a theater when they had the actual glasses. Because the gimmick was there. So uh, a Castle movie is you could, uh, if you, you'd put like the red one, I can't remember. It's red or green. It's like 3d, but the one you'd put on and you wouldn't see the ghost. So if you got scared, you'd put on the goggles where you wouldn't, you wouldn't see the ghost. And then if you were brave enough, then you'd, you'd have the other ones and then you'd see the ghosts.
3: Wait, for real? Yep. Dude, that's No, that's awesome. Like, cause I, I, I have seen the original 13 ghosts, I believe. and, I think without that experience it might be lacking oh, yeah, something. Yeah. Like it's, not, it's like it's they not designed a great
1: movie, but that that No, it's like a, they designed like the movie for
3: that effect. Right. Like uh I mean I'm sure all of us have, have been in some of those theaters like I I know I went to one where like they would like spray you with water and stuff like when like the ocean would rise. Like it's kind of like that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the
1: castle stuff's like that, The Tingler, uh they would be, you know, uh, in a Tingler, somewhere. the one where they
3: put the seats that fucking vibrated your butt.
1: Right. And then there was—I uh, forget—I forget the name of the movie. But there's another one uh, where they'd have like a, a skeleton. Would I forget what they called it? They had like a name for it. But he was like a skeleton, and he would like and fly down through, through the rafters. Yeah, through the uh, through the crowd. I
11: would love. Yeah, I would love to do something like that. But I would take the John Waters approach, and I would do smell o vision. Uh, no. John Waters no. Did card with the smell vision. Uh, oh, this one smells like roses, and this one smells <laughs> like a baby fart. And Someone one recently
1: like uh, uh did that uh, we we showed it uh, we didn't do it we didn't show it in Smell vision but we showed it on the um, right. Spirit Animal. Spirit Animal. And I think these- uh, you could buy it on VHS and they and they have it's a scratch and stiff card at different scenes that tells you you know scratch number one or whatever.
3: And all of this sounds like a way better idea than paying thirty-five dollars to see Avatar in three D.
11: Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> uh, I would yeah. I would rather uh ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather do sentences on the board than watch Avatar in 3D, I think. Oh, I-
3: no, dude. Avatar is a... I- I'm sorry. I'm not... I Stream band. Uh <laughs> Oh, shit. AMC's knocking at my door. Hold on. <laughs>
7: <laughs> this is the second time you've done this joke, Jeffrey.
3: Love it. Hey,
7: the rule of
11: threes, a, I man. I have a I background in
3: comedy. Game. Leave me alone.
11: It's the first time I got to see the joke. Oh, everyone looks so beautiful. I'm just so excited. I feel so bad. I'm just staring <laughs> at everybody. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all of you guys together in one place. I miss you all so much. It drives me insane. Well, it's nice hey, to
3: again. see everyone smiling here. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get out of this. Everything's going to be okay. Everyone's going to keep making horror movies. Everyone's going to keep making podcasts. And we're going to fucking continue on because that's what we do. We're human beings. We're, we're creatives. And uh, this is what we do. Everything's uh, to be wait.
11: fine. I can't you wait what? for everyone to see the stuff we're working on.
3: They're demanding here in the chat
1: room that Tara uh, gives us her favorite. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
7: Actually talk and stop being creepy in the background. Well, she can do both.
1: They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mike's, Mike's music. Um,
0: I have been a creep the whole time. I'm sorry. I just, like, was looking at the makeup, and I was like, what kind of faces did I make? So I've just been, like, having fun with it, like, practicing. I don't know. I apologize, but it's been fun. So my favorite horror film, definitely. Used to be the thing, so that's number two now. But now oh. number one is um, oh, what I just see oh, literally I never seen it before, um, and I watched a uh, Bride of Chucky for the first time.
9: Oh yeah!
0: Oh, literally, I was like oh, I was like look at her room. Oh wow! Aren't I think it's the best, the best the
1: best equal.
9: Some
0: like,
1: people yeah. don't like it because it's uh, overtly uh, comedic. But I think it's the best of the sequels. I still think the first one's probably the best movie, but Brad Dorf is so good.
3: You can't go wrong with a good Brad Dorf.
1: Uh Trista, what is your favorite uh, horror movie?
2: My favorite horror movie? Oh yeah. uh, um, maybe it'd be a toss up between uh Tom Holland's uh Child's Play and Evil Dead 2. Nice.
1: Yeah, I know Suspiria is in there at some
2: yeah i mean if you ask me tomorrow i'd say something different rosemary's baby's up there too a lot of favorite horror horror yeah
1: it is hard to narrow it down because like i said it really depends like what mood you're in because like you might want to watch a a comedy horror movie but then you might want to watch a
3: serious horror movie so yeah because it's like when you said suspiria do you mean like the original suspiria or the remake because they're both they're well, I they're, both they're both great for, in their yeah. own regards. Yeah, I
2: have a hard time watching remakes. Yeah, I
3: tried
1: to. So. I tried to tell her, convince her though. I think she should watch the. I, the, I like
3: the, the remake of Suspiria. I don't like is a lot of remakes either, but
1: I do think it's good. It's,
6: it is. Very it's very good. Very good.
7: Yeah. I ad- I adore the color in the original Suspiria, like that. The, yeah. No, just, no. No. That, uh,
1: it's a much yeah, it different like, movie. It looks like I your background just because yeah. you can't just redo the same movie. Yeah.
3: And on the topic.
1: Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, from
7: from what I've seen of it, Tilda Swinton is amazing. Is it Tilda Swinton?
3: Yeah, it's yeah, Tilda, it's remake, Tilda she's Swinton just plays the male
7: German guy. I think she plays yep, like an, old, an old German
3: yeah. man. Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah I love
3: she's the so uh, much. She's the uh, yeah. exposition.
1: Or yeah, Joe says, uh, "I like the Suspira remake cut because it's so different." Yeah, I agree with that. It's a much different movie. Yeah, but I, I'm also someone who tends not to like a lot of remakes.
9: Yeah, I'm not a
3: big
11: remake guy. I, well, I mean, it just depends, though, too, because it, I mean, I we like, all said it,
3: we yeah, all mentioned I mean, the thing, and that technically yeah, is, the remake. is a, the thing, yeah. yeah, the thing is the thing. Yeah, the thing is a remake. Yeah, like, and,
11: I think that I think the problem is is when things get remade too soon. It's like, I agree with that because
1: that's you know, like that was like 40 years later or something, you know? Because <laughs> re- <it's laughs> like you
11: look at that now, it's like imagine like if it was you know back in the back in the day and people were remaking Shakespeare while Shakespeare's still jigging stuff up and like putting together shows. And all of a sudden they got Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet being remade down the road. No one's going to watch it, but they remake Shakespeare all day now. He ain't writing anything new. So, you know, it's, uh, it's normal and it's something acceptable and people enjoy it. Just like I feel like if you give the film enough time to, to marinate and introduce it to a new audience in a way that they're willing to digest it, then that, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're remaking a new a film every three years, you're rebooting the franchise Then just call it a sequel. And don't call it or uh, uh, anything else. Just call it what it because is. Call then it you a...
1: get so many origin stories of the same characters. Even yeah. not a horror movie, but like Spider-Man. There's like ten like uh, origin stories in the last, you yeah. know, like twenty
3: years. And and the animated series and all that. But like, look at look at this as an example, though, because we brought up uh, thirteen ghosts and think about this House on Haunted Hill. Both of the originals were Vincent Price. I don't, I don't remember who directed each film, but they are essentially Vincent Price films, 13 Ghosts and House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill, the remake, my personal preference, the remake is actually better. Uh, <laughs> Neil? You disagree? Yeah, that's a
2: tough sell.
3: <laughs> no, 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 but think about it. Like, maybe the story in the original was better, but the visuals in the remake were significantly better. Like, that movie is genuinely terrifying with all the skeletons, and it was one of the first movies to do that weird shaky cam thing with the, with the actual, like, real-life actors. It
1: was I'm not a fan disturbing. of the shaky cam, but
3: no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mean like shaky not. action cam. I mean, <laughs> it's like where the, where they were, where the, yeah. Like what Larry's doing on camera there, where they were shaking out of frame. I understand. Yeah. And so I don't have a problem with, with oh, I mean, No,
1: I'm not saying you're wrong or right. It's just, not my, uh,
3: I'm, I'm saying sorry, you're
1: wrong, but it's like everyone's like entitled to their personal of opinion course, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, nobody's attacking you. Yeah, no, no. I don't want to I don't want you to feel bad.
2: We don't, we value your opinion right? yeah.
3: Don't don't misunderstand. Oh no, sorry, my just, insecurity has bled through oh, the microphone.
1: Oh no, I
7: was just gonna say don't misunderstand Jeff. While everyone else might be not be doing that, I am attacking you. <laughs> and I don't value your personal opinion.
9: <laughs> I well, like three
7: buddy.
10: I thought that that effect was actually really impressive for the time of the movie when it came out. But what's offensive is when they still use that same fucking effect for movies like It. You know, there's oh. no reason that you need to be using that effect in It's this one of the most era. overused things. Yeah, it's like, please, can we move on? It's been done. Wonderful. Herky, Great kind for of that thing, team. Yeah. Let's come up with something new. You know, I, mean, I don't like the night. constant reuse of I mean, in, I mean, in
1: non-horror it, movies, like Matrix movie. fighting, I think, like... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's
11: become, no. like, the horror equivalent of bullet time. Right. Yeah, enough But I think the worst equivalent of film, like, the yeah, best way to ruin a horror movie for me, and it's happened, where I've like, seen a film from beginning to end and was shocked, like how good it was. And I'm like, wow, this wasn't what I was expecting off the key art. You know, the key art told me this is overproduced key art. This movie didn't have a lot to work with. This is not going to be great, but I give it a chance and I get shocked and it's really good. But the one thing you can throw in a movie that will just make me never watch it again and throw it out and throw my recommend out is if you do the scary ghost face at the end, scream after everything's better. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? And it's like, Man, in the eighties, they were pulling people through windows as like a reveal. And you're gonna have a scary, spooky face pop on the screen, and then I'm supposed to be like, "Wow, I can't wait for the sequel of this shit. This is gonna be great."
7: It's horror's okay. equivalent. It's horror's equivalent to fade to black, gunshot.
11: Yeah, <laughs> it's,
9: like, <laughs> it's fine.
11: <laughs> black. It's over. The movie's done. Everyone's scared in the theater. And and a lot of times,
1: it has nothing to do with the movie. No, it's just thrown nothing. in there just because, no. like, I think they think it's supposed to be no. there.
11: Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. dip out. Like, it's like some producer is sitting there. It's gone all the way down the line. The guy hasn't done his job in eight months. He gets the picture at the end of the at the the end of the, the line, and he goes, oh, the ending's not scary enough. Throw in a spooky face at the end. And then someone goes, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. People don't respond well to that. And he says, well, I'm sitting in this chair, and you're not. And then they'd make the choice, and then people like me go, this sucks. But then millions of others go, wow, that was the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And then I go, maybe I'm just disconnected with the audience. They say
1: that's how the, the end of Friday the 13th came about, because Carrie came out, and that was so uh, such a big hit. And you have the the shocking scene at the end, which, you know, wasn't overdone at the time. It was new. Right. And was then, great. like, we need that ending in this. And so they had Jason jumping out of the water. at the end.
3: Right. Yeah, and, and actually, in the first Friday the 13th, that jump scare at the end is the part of the movie that actually got me. Like, I didn't expect it. I... I'm one of the rare people that I didn't see Friday the 13th since so I was about, like, 27 years old. That was the first time I – actually, Larry, the first time that I saw Friday the 13th was at your place when you put it on the projector.
9: Yeah, I
11: remember. That's why we put it on. It's you... Yes.
3: <laughs> I had never seen Friday the 13th. How old was I? 25?
9: 26, 27. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, so uh, quite a while ago, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of horror movies as a kid, uh, but I snuck them in. Uh, but yeah, like I was genuinely surprised when that thing, whatever that thing was, because that thing is not Jason Voorhees in the sequels, uh, came out of the water, and it legitimately, and then it turned out to be a nightmare sequence. Yeah.
11: Yeah.
3: If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah.
11: Yeah. But he still came back. It was a premonition. Hmm. He came back a bunch of times. He even came back as a robot. He even came back as a zombie. He came back. Okay. As a guilty. <laughs> guilty guilty pleasure.
3: Home. Guilty pleasure is Jason X. Hey, Jason
11: <laughs> X. <with the laughs> Coming up of- on the
1: show, Tard Farmer, the, uh, the uh, writer of Jason X.
11: Dude, can I, 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 with, uh, I, the scene, the two scenes that stand out for me in Jason X that I have, that I love and forgive the movie for anything else for. Is the one, face
1: scene is amazing.
11: Yeah. The, I like when the, they have the projector, they're like, this is from his mind. And it's like, the ladies all, Hey, want to do drugs and have unprotected <laughs> sex. And yeah. then it kills on. It's like, that's hilarious. And then the, when the cyborg beats the shit out of him in the hallway, you're like, Oh yeah. Upgrade. No, I, was,
1: I see. I was <laughs> thinking when he freezes the, the face and then, and then smashes the head. Oh yeah. That's no, really it's,
3: cool, it's, it's the, it's the infinite beating of the lady in the sleeping bag against the tree for yeah. me.
1: Oh, absolutely, sleeping bag, one
7: hundred percent. sleeping that bag, sleeping gold. bag
3: wins a Yeah, think just this moving
1: up in the world. I mean, there's like three different favorite scenes here. So. Dude,
3: Jason X is like not a, a shit movie. movie. It's, it's way do, better it than it Jason is, Kills Manhattan or whatever.
1: For
7: for as funny as those scenes are, out of all those, I gotta down. take. I gotta take uh, Freddy versus Jason over Jason X. I'm sorry, it's so good.
9: Yeah. I waited
11: for Freddy versus Jason yeah. to come out for so long when I was a kid. After Jason goes to hell, whenever Fred, me and my cousin Billy had been arguing about that for years, he was the Jason guy, I'm the Freddy guy. At the end of Jason goes to hell, the Freddy glove comes out. I'm like, we're getting it, we're getting it. And then a new uh, in this video store we used to go to, uh, they had a uh, Freddy versus Jason like cutout, and this was like in late 90s. So I'm thinking for sure uh, yeah. that it's coming out soon, but it never came out until I graduated high school. Uh, and then I remember coming back from, I was at like some theater program and then I came back and then they're like, Freddy versus Jason. I'm like, done. We were there the, the same day and I don't care what anyone thinks of the film. I will always love that movie. That is my nostalgia film. Cause we waited like seven
9: years for the movie to come out.
3: I'm right there with you, Larry. I was, I, we, we went there on opening night. We came out on opening night and we were like, we got it. I don't care if it was good or bad. We got it.
10: Same.
9: Right.
3: It was, it was what we were all waiting for. It was the final showdown.
9: Right. And then
3: you get I'm, I'm signed with, with uh, AJ here, Jason X, over Freddy
1: versus Jason. But, again, you know, it's, it's all opinion here.
11: Right. You know, that's the best part about, you know, uh, movies and Arnold's things. Jason
1: it's, Goes it. to Hell is a movie. I told the story many times. They even told it to the director when they had him on the show. But I went to see it with my friend Joey when it came out, and there was only three people in the in the uh, theater. It was me, my friend Joey, and there was one other guy. And uh, right at the beginning, when he he bite the for unknown reason, the guy bites into Jason's heart and starts to eat it, and we burst into laughter. And so the whole movie we're laughing, and that guy seemed so pissed the whole time. He just sat there, and then as soon as the movie's over, he got up and stormed out of the uh, the theater. I think we ruined the experience for him because we were laughing. Oh, at
11: then it. that guy just seems to watch a different movie. He's watching Jason goes to hell. It's in the title. It has like a little snake creature on the front. Come on. Yeah.
1: Man. It's a very, it's a, it's a. I, I'll be honest. I not like the movie when I was young. And then I watch it again for the interview and I kind of love it now because it's just so insane. It's so batshit crazy.
11: But that's why but, uh, horror is, I kind of love that's it. That's why horror is my genre. Honestly, yeah. it, I'm not like the kind of person that loves horror because I like, to see things hurt or broken. I like gore. No, I don't even like gore. I don't care. I just like weird, the weirder, the better. And horror just has all of that. Horror is the only place. It's like, yeah, if only- you just
1: watch it, like maybe though, you know, yeah. if you're a big fan of the, the original uh, Friday the 13th, it's like, it's probably not going to be a favorite. But if you just watch it as this right. crazy movie, it's very entertaining. Right.
11: But I just feel like, but that's the thing with horror though, you know, horror gets luxury where other things don't like horror is the ultimate lawless filmmaking genre.
3: Because it's really the wild west yeah. of filmmaking.
11: Yeah, because you could do anything and get away with it. What other you can't go into a drama and have somebody just take this guy's heart out and eat it, become him, and then murder eighteen other people and be okay right. with
1: that. You can. Yeah. you can, but it's probably it's probably not gonna be taken. Yeah, then you're yeah. subjected
3: to critical review and you don't make the Oscars. Right.
11: Yeah. And that's the thing, it's like all these people, you know, people get really upset about horror. And I remember uh when I was younger, I remember when we were going through those weird days of like uh pull this movie from theaters and don't show this movie our kids are becoming violent our kids are going to kill each other I'm like I feel like they're already doing that and please don't take my movies <laughs> you know I enjoy them
1: yeah I mean uh, that's like a different conversa- conversation but I think if you're going to find inspiration if you're if you're prone to do sub, uh, something violent you're probably going to find inspiration in anything
11: anywhere yeah you'll find that I mean you've already I mean Charles found
1: his inspiration movies. in uh, Beatles music it's not like we
11: wouldn't.
1: Violent
3: movies like do not make violent people.
11: No, I just finished, I just watched a movie a couple weeks ago called Butt Boy. Have you seen that movie? I, I
3: butt love boy. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, Butt two Boy. Yes. Another Butt
1: Boy. We had the uh, the creators of Butt Boy in the show yeah, and, and, and the, the detective.
11: Yeah, I love, that was a good. That was a fun movie, and that, and that's what I'm talking about. Was Greasy Strangler is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think for sure. Mine as well. When I saw that, I was completely shocked by that film. It, and I just fell in love with it. I can't wait to see. Uh, what else that team or that director makes uh, next. I I really love
3: that. The the moment, the moment I fell in love with greasy strangler was on the second watch through. Uh, I believe Justin was actually over and we had a friend of ours who is not on this stream come over and he walked Mm -hmm. into the room and he said, (laughs) (laughs) essentially that, except he said, this is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Please turn it off. It's making me angry. And I said, I, I recommend well, it you're to wrong, everyone, and I always turn... get one of
1: one of two reactions. They agree with me, it's amazing, or they just say, like, why the hell did you like that movie?
7: Well it's like a it's like a very Tim and Eric response to me. Like Tim and Eric similarly like I'm you either Tim and Eric. You either love that shit Tim and or, Eric girl. <laughs> or it's completely over your head. Like you either want to see some of the strangest shit you've ever seen in your life, or you don't. Like it's simple.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. I loved it just when I heard the name. I was like, a movie's called The Greasy Strangler? Like, I have to see this. I think yeah. I fell in love with
7: it when yes. they did that prolonged scene where the th- they were talking about... That's what things. I love, because the scenes are like, just clearly way too long. Oh, God, like hilarious. the potato chip scene? Right. We need free and just, drinks
3: and potato chips.
7: Oh, oh God, yeah. it just goes on so long, and it
11: hurts. The best parts of that movie where when he gets cleaned up, every time he gets cleaned up from being covered in grease with the giant dick and, the, mm-hmm. and he's like getting hit with the stuff at the car wash, that is fucking hilarious. That is so bizarre.
3: Uh, no, and he really went through scene, that car wash.
11: Um, the sex scene, uh, am I doing it right? That whole sex scene, that yeah. was the most uncomfortable piece of cinema I've ever sat through. And, and you know I've seen Gummo twice and that movie's awfully uncomfortable. But that sex scene, it makes me on edge. I want to watch it with my parents so bad. I just want to see like the ultimate like parent response to sitting with their kids watching a scene like that. So I that would they're... rather get
7: punched in the face than watch mm. Greasy Strangler with my parents. I would no. die. I would collapse into a black hole of mortification <laughs> if I had to watch that with my parents.
1: I, I want to watch I it think with my, my parents. My mom's ever seen audience. it now that I think about.
11: Yeah. I want to record yeah. it. I'll send it to you and You could know, use it as sound bites. My dad freaking out to that movie, The Greasy Strangler, and I'll send it to you for sound bites. On
3: i don't uh i don't want to hijack your 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 live stream but uh in the youtube comments aj just commented about a movie called ginger dead man versus evil bong Mm -hmm. uh i was recently with ferris at the um ah fuck where the fuck was it in um ferris help help out it was during the vegas vacation we stopped in at the horror museum Rome. you're on mute ferris help oh okay
10: <laughs> uh Tom Brolin's horror museum, or not Tom Brolin? That's the wrong name. Oh.
3: Anyways, uh, to Tom a...
10: Devlin.
3: Yeah, Your the one that
2: name? is it. Tom Devlin. Yeah,
3: yeah Tom Devlin.
2: Devlin. He actually yes. does the puppet master.
3: Yeah, program. yeah. That's that's really why I wanted to go. is because I'm a huge fan of the Puppet Master series, and so I went and. Just seeing the gingerbread versus gingerbread versus evil bong, I just have to comment on that because they had some of the props there and it was absolutely fucking amazing.
10: Yeah, that was a really great place.
3: Seeing the scale of some of those things, like you don't realize how big the puppets and the and the little uh, props actually are. And they look so small on film, but they're kinda huge in real life. Um so yeah, man. That was awesome.
6: I pick evil bong.
3: Oh and uh, who's you we're taking
1: bets on who's going to win here. No, uh, I've seen both movies. I'm Ginger Deadman's pretty badass.
3: I actually so both of those are full moon releases, right? Right, yeah. But they're more recent releases and uh I don't think I've actually seen I think I did watch Evil Bong. I might have been hitting the bong when I watched it.
1: Yeah. Gary <laughs> Busey's the voice of Ginger Deadman. No shit, Gary Busey. Yeah.
11: Yes. Uh, He has a weird animal court show now. He does? I saw that. (laughs) It is very strange to watch. I think obviously everyone in the show is actors, but I'm not 100% sure if Gary Busey knows that he's acting as a judge because he gives pretty decent advice to people sometimes about taking care of their animals correctly. And there is zero. I have a really
1: weird story with Gary Busey in a hotel room. But I oh, yes, to, I not Any, anything oh, that
3: starts with "I have a weird story with Gary Busey in a hotel room," I need to hear this. Thanks. I don't think I should <laughs> tell him Here, I'm sorry. I think but... no. we're not technically on the air. We're on the net. It's okay. There's different rules.
2: You yeah, don't want to incriminate
3: other people maybe. Yeah, it involves some other people that passed
1: away and uh, But was, understandable. Uh, understandable. Well, I a will slight re- a
7: slight pivot then. Still possibly on, the, on legal
1: activities.
7: On a slight pivot still in the Busey area of things. Uh, I I was one of my friends in college introduced me. I had never even heard of this movie before. It has Jake Busey in it, but it's the Frighteners. Yeah, that's I a good movie. I love that movie. The story movie. also involves Drake. It's a wonderful It's funny because as we sit here and talk about it, I'm thinking of like a million things where I'm like, this would have been a better fucking choice than Feast. Like, I love The Frighteners. God, it's so good. So That is a good movie.
8: That's the, what's this dude directed that, huh?
7: Is it Peter um, Jackson? Yeah, yeah, Peter Jackson.
8: That was one of his early mm-hmm. ones.
7: Mm-hmm. And
8: uh, Marty McFly's in it.
7: One of his first American the- movies. You know, he did... Uh, um, uh, oh what is it people, it's not dead, dead, alive. Alive. Yeah, dead Alive Dead Alive Dead yeah. Alive the, the goopy one he had a lot of goop too
3: in yeah, that movie and... what's one with the puppets
7: mm, I don't know oh
3: yes hold on it is called uh, this is actually one of my favorite movies it's called Let's Meet the Feebles yeah, yeah. The fee- yes. Yes. yes Let's, Let's Meet the Feebles is, is a fantastic fucking movie and you are hard pressed to find a copy of it on VHS these days That dude
7: was just straight going along, making crazy-ass movies, and then somebody's like, oh, yeah, do you want to do Lord of the Rings? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. uh, Sure. I said this. I tried to get Peter Jackson on Without Your Head, and I tried to get him on to talk about uh, Dead Alive because it's one of my favorite movies. And I, I didn't expect to even get a reply. And I got a reply that he was interested in talking about Dead Alive, but he was busy making King Kong. And I was just like, well... Well, King <laughs> Kong like has long since been out. Dollar movie, but... You yeah. should try again. I would probably frame that shit.
7: It doesn't even matter. Okay, he didn't show up. That's fine. But, like, okay. like It was pretty awesome, yeah.
1: Yeah. The same way with... um. Now he's pretty big. He made... uh. He made the Thor Ragnarok. Um, Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, because yes. I tried to get him on when um, when the vampire movie, uh, What We Do in the Shadows came out. And I had a bunch of people on from that because I love the movie. And I got, a re- and I, I didn't even know he was making Thor at the time. I, but I got a reply from, and it might have been from him, and he was like, he was about to make Thor Ragnarok. And I was like, what? The guy that was in this movie's is making the, a Marvel movie? I was like, that's like crazy. But it was cool. I got a reply. That's,
7: that's one I still haven't ask. watched yet is the – the sh- uh, you said it. I can't for some reason slip my mind into the sh- is it into the into shadows. The shadows. Uh, I mean, With, uh, what we do? What we do in the shadows? What we do in the shadows? The dude, yeah. Is it both the pair from Flight of the Conchords? Is it just no? Jermaine? Just the
1: one, the taller guy. God. I forget his name, but yeah, yeah, Jermaine something. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. That that movie's great. It's very funny. I couldn't get into the TV show version. I, I don't know. Uh, some people say it's really good. I only watched the first episode. It just kind of seemed like a a less funny version of the movie to me. But maybe it I should is. watch more episodes. It's
11: very you ever watched *Norseman*? The what? *Norseman*. Have you seen no. *Norseman*? That is fucking awesome. Uh, it's a great, hilarious series on Netflix. It's not horror, but it's very gory, very violent, and it's basically about Vikings. But it's really funny, and the way that they speak, they kind of have like the same accents, and they kind of uh, they speak English, but they speak it very brokenly, and the whole thing revolves around a Roman citizen who was kidnapped by them in a raid who was in Europe and uh, this entire like tribe of Vikings trying to uh, survive and make their way out of their, their land. But it's very funny. I would recommend it to anybody. That's the funniest show I've seen uh, this year for sure.
1: About um, Dead Alive because I had Tim Baum on the show a couple times, uh, the lead of Dead Alive. And he said that Peter Jackson always wanted to do a sequel to that, but like he's always tied up making Lord of the Rings and stuff that uh, it never happens. But I think that's great and funny to me that like he's wanting to make like a Dead Alive Part Two, but they're like, no, you're gonna make you know the Lord of the Rings trilogy and King yeah, Kong
7: like, and these giant movies. You gotta do you gotta do a, c- a couple paycheck movies. Yeah, and well, then it's you been do a the while. Movie you want to make? Yeah,
1: I'm sure he's doing okay. He could go make Dead Alive Part Two
7: now. Actually, now that I, in talking about the the, the um, what we do in the shadows and everything, the word shadows made me think of something from when I was a kid, and that's actually, I mean, it's not explicitly horror per se, but it's an it was an influence early on in my life because my mom loved dark shadows.
1: My mom and did as well.
7: Yeah, loved dark shadows. One and she recently, uh, Dan Yeager, his uh, dog, his dog is named Barnabas. Yeah, she oh, she absolutely loved Barnabas Collins. Like. It's funny because she doesn't like spooky shit at all, and she loved that show for some reason. Oh, very oh yeah, cool, there it is. Yeah, because also because Amanda's mom loved Dark Shadows too, and my mom, yeah. my mom, last time they were out in Arizona, my mom found out about that and got her the soundtrack
1: when we were at like a record store or something. I used to, have, I probably still do somewhere, but a Barnabas Collins board game. Oh God! And it had nothing to do with Barnabas Collins. Like you had to put together <laughs> skeletons, but they had them on the cover of the box. <laughs> As you do in the household. Great, great. It was probably from the 70s. Probably a hand-me-down for my brother, but, but it was cool. It was good. I remember playing a lot. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone here in the chat, too. Uh, I said we had a terrible start here, but uh, the uh, <laughs> YouTube chat's pretty busy. I've never uh, done the show live on YouTube before. But unfortunately, you couldn't go to the Facebook.
3: Oh, you uh, never streamed to Facebook? What? It never streamed to Facebook? No, I, well, I shared the,
1: the YouTube link onto uh, Facebook. All right. I don't know what the deal is. Eh, Facebook First will figure set. it out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll work on it. But uh, but uh, I'm glad it's, it's streaming anyway, so people moved over here and will watch it. Uh, do uh, people, you know, we talked about where you can find Antimity. Do uh, each of you want to say where you can find yourself? Real quick. Yeah. Uh,
6: also, we didn't mention you can follow antimity on instagram and facebook um that's not where you'll see you know new videos right, but, right. Some but you can content. find
1: out what's going on
6: yeah fun different stuff and and help support us which is yeah cool cause we're instagram's
1: bit- great for antimity cuz you guys have a lot of very cool uh, visuals
6: yeah
0: definitely
1: a lot of cool behind the scenes pictures and posts
0: so join us there
1: <laughs> yeah well, do any of you want to say where you can follow you individually, or
3: you want to send yes. everyone to intimidate? You can you can find me in crevasses and uh, dark alleys. <laughs> it's a
10: little piss faces.
3: What piss face? Piss faces? <laughs> faces. It was a term faces. I used earlier. I, mean, I thought you said piss faces. I'm like, no, no. I'm
6: bringing it around, Jeff. My photopedia link is. Uh, no
5: wait. <laughs> <laughs> Antimity
3: uh slash OnlyFans. fans <laughs> yeah uh i guess what we're trying to say is none of us do any of that so just watch Antimity because it's fine
11: well i mean i think that I, I but i'm going to share some people because it's a uh, because as much as uh nobody wants to they want to share Antimity, i want to share everybody because everyone does great art uh so tyra and manny you can find both of them on instagram uh, so, Tyra May, please say your handles because I can't pronounce them and I will butcher it because I don't use social media that often. Danny has an awesome Instagram. and Also, Holy Rabbit uh, is one of her businesses that's so amazing and great, so support that as well. Uh, Justin, uh, he, he's a writer. He's great. He used to do a really cool YouTube book review channel. Uh, you should check him out. He's also on YouTube. Amanda, she makes amazing clothes. You see the costumes. See where they come from. Modified minds. That's the mind behind modified minds. Check it out. She is great. So, yeah, all of these. Tara. Tara Hutchinson. At Tara Hutchinson.
0: Seventy-three. Oh no, I. I oh,
11: she doesn't have one anymore. Have one. Oh, so
0: no.
11: don't. But yeah, please, everyone, say your Instagrams. Don't be humble. Antipity's How dare great. you? Oh, we're only great because of all of the people in. It. But, yeah, me and Jeff. I really have-
1: appreciate that, Larry. That's nice of you to put everyone over here. Uh, watch, yeah, I mean, if you want it. to, uh, let's see, I have, I have a personal I like that one. no one wants to, to, to say their own sites. The Larry's it. like fun. telling everybody else I, It's fine. It's fine. You, you need I, to hire Larry as like your spokesman or something. <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's one thing about our group hire dynamic. Hire each of that you I, to run each of the others, uh, social media, but don't run your own.
7: Here's something uh, about our group yeah. dynamic that makes us work, I think, very effectively is individually for each person, generally speaking, we all think we're dumpster fires. Like we all think ourselves are dumpster fires and everybody else in the group is like, no, fuck you. You're amazing. Like we all do that pretty much. So we're all reticent to do anything related
1: to self-promotion. Unfortunately though, you have, you have to do that. In, in, yeah. Right?
2: We'll keep you here all night
1: guys. Okay. So I'll start. i <laughs> we'll actually,
7: I'll, I'll start then. Um, so not that I've been able to do it much recently, but when, uh, when we are on set, I oftentimes take, I basically take all the behind the scenes photos or most of them, or if we had more free time, I also like taking weird studio photos. So I have a Instagram called, uh, J E C underscore photos. And then I also have, uh, actually wrote what you could consider a horror book for part of a series. uh, for my friend and mentor uh Jonas East, the book is called Cold Day in Hell and it's a weird kind of urban fantasy military fantasy like basically if the large hadron when they turned on the large hadron collider what if it tore a a fucking hole in the dimensions and hell beasts popped out so i got to write the second book in that series so you can find that on amazon just search for Cold Day in Hell or Justin Care which is my last name is Kerr, so you'll find.
1: You that. still do the book reviews that he mentioned?
7: No, because they they got in the at, they got in the way of writing,
1: right? And like that is like, very time consuming. Yeah,
7: but. so like they were originally for me to just keep a toe in the book world, but when they started interfering with writing, and that was before I found out like f- found out I loved photography as well. So if I gotta like if I gotta draw some lines somewhere first, right. it's writing, and then it's photography because I love taking. Weird photos, absolutely yeah. ridiculous weird photos. I love it.
1: I was gonna bring up, and but if you don't want to do it, but uh, for anybody out there is watching, like we get sent a lot of um, <clears throat> horror books, and I just don't have the. Like you can watch an hour and a half movie, but it's very time consuming to read like a whole novel for an interview. Yeah, yeah. But if someone out there would like to do that, uh, we could you would get cool books in advance as long as you know review them. You
7: can work. if you go searching around, just start typing in uh, if you on if you're on YouTube and you type in Booktube, which is like the sub community of book reviews on there, you'll find a bunch of small creators that would jump at that chance. They would I absolutely jump at yeah. that chance.
3: Cool. Justin,
1: it would be nice cool one. if it was someone you know like in our community would be but I understand what you're
3: saying. Yeah. I want to promote you for a second Justin if you guys uh want to watch the archive of Justin's uh, book review videos uh look up God Fevered it. Ego on YouTube. I, I before I started working with Justin I was subscribed to his channel and uh, it's fantastic. Nope, Fevered Ego on YouTube. You it's really good bastard. stuff. Nope, it's good stuff. He's got a great background uh background and he's got a great voice and he recommends some good books several of which I've read. Fevered Ego on YouTube for just. You Justin.
11: have to ask uh, Manny about his band.
5: Yeah. yeah. We'll I yeah. got some music. Uh, it's a, I'm a long way from home uh, music uh, on Instagram. And then uh, just on there's links in there. You can listen to it if you want. And, um, I mean, I've got like another page, but that's just like my personal page. So that's but yeah, music. Uh, I do that also.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I just like the hey I got music <laughs> that's, that's, that's humble musicians for you Hey I got music maybe check that out You probably <laughs> won't like he it
4: music. Oh, He works so hard
3: yeah, is, I, I only spent cool. my life Building up to this so if you want to Check it out fine
7: I really enjoyed the double Manny video From the other day online when oh, he was playing oh, music was With so himself Two Mannies idea. for the price of one
9: I love it <laughs>
7: Check
1: this out
4: Um, Definitely check them out. I'm also on Instagram. I should probably make another account, but, you know, I'm just doing one account right now. I'm at Tyrant, but it's ty.ra.nt. Tyrant. So, yes.
6: Tyra is amazing and does all kinds of modeling and makeup and badassery, so... Check out the pages! um my instagram is at danny the phoenix it's mostly modeling and dumb things but a lot of angry ranting about politics on my story and just whatever i'm I'm doing that day um the name for my studio that's next door to Antivity is uh, at holy rabbit studio um and that's just like i would have art parties and like festival photo shoots, but we're not doing any of that during COVID, so I don't really think you should
1: follow it right now. We're not doing shit. Yeah, well, you can follow uh, it eventually, so follow yeah. it now. Uh,
6: it's fun. Yeah. It's uh, it's the rainbow and sunshine to the antimity blood and gore. Uh, some of the film some of You the have scenes, really
1: cool lighting right at this moment, by the way.
6: Thanks. I, you know, I tried. I, I think I've, you know, after six months of quarantine, I finally
9: figured <laughs> it out.
11: <laughs> but the thing, that a good example of uh, to put a a visual is so what Danny was saying, how she's the sunshine and rainbows to and Timothy's blood and gore is on a normal like shoot weekend, if she's having a photo shoot and we're shooting like when we were doing cloud, you could actually see at the end of the day, there was two trails going out of the people exiting the building. You know, they all go the same way. Out of uh, Holy Rabbit, there was like boa feathers and glitter trailing out. Out of ours, there was like duct tape with hair on it and blood spots and just the grossest stuff. And I was like, this is excellent this is uh this is a great example of of how this place works here
6: those were the best weekends of my life because it was just like Antivity. you walk in you open the door and it's just like pure blood and just horror everywhere like everyone i like know is just like covered in blood and just like uh you know and then on the other side there's all these happy rave girls like like
7: specifically that weekend you had they were trying to get set up and we shot the opening scenes of cloud on your porch like yeah. outside and they're trying to get like set up with all the rave clothes to take photos and we're like let's drag the blood out here and the <laughs> lay on the floor actors and we're going to make it look like you're fucking dead
6: we, like, <laughs> in all the videos it was on all their Instagram stories they were like there's a horror film I'm like what is <laughs> It it's just fun to, to, to mix the worlds, I guess yeah that's me
1: very good I mean, see not- did we get Ferris Where where can people follow you
10: Um, so I'm working on a website right now. We're redoing it completely. But you can go find Modified Minds on uh, Facebook or on Instagram. It's a lot of um, alternative clothing if you're into that. I kind of shifted to making masks for COVID. So uh, that's what a lot of the recent posts. And I just recently had a hand surgery. So I haven't done anything as of lately. But I'm all healed up now. And I'm uh, ready to start making some more stuff. So soon I'll have some fresh posts up.
9: Very and cool. Amanda
6: is freezing and she can make things like 100% custom and beautiful and super cool. So get her up.
8: And uh And Christian. Um, I don't have anything, but you, I just looked, you can find me at, at Antimity underscore just fine.
1: All
7: right. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Nice job. Yeah. Yep. Oh, your $20 are in the
1: mail, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> My plug. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's been a great time to talk to everybody.
11: Hey, yeah. Thank you so much Same. for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Things. This is awesome. Thank I'm a big a- fan of a- in
1: Intimity. were you going to say? I'm sorry.
11: Oh, I was going to say Neo. And also, I wanted to make sure to say, I'm sorry I showed up so disheveled because I was running so behind, but um, thank you so much for having Indie Artists on, and thank you for supporting the Indie community, because we're a big community, and the thing is, with technology, we get bigger, and everyone above us is complaining about that, and we're not. You know, I want everyone to make movies. If you want to make movies, make a movie. I want to see your movie so bad because you know that there's some gyms just sitting in someone's basement right now just wishing they could do it, and I want to see their film. And so, you know, thank you for supporting Indies. We need more people to support independents uh, who aren't going through the distribution systems like this and who are kind of just doing their own thing online and trying to just make their own path because I, there's there's multiple avenues to do every piece, every art there is, and every art form. So... We're just trying to cut our own out. There's a lot of other people doing it too. And, and thank you for being one of the people that champions that, uh, you know, you guys are great. So we appreciate it. Thank Thanks. You I that. really
1: appreciate that. And it's something, you know, both Tristan and I really, uh, you know, believe in is uh, independent uh, creativity. Yeah. And
11: thank it's... you. Tristan. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't even get to get no, introduced. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, with... not
2: at all. <clears throat> thank you guys. Thank you for your time and your talent. We both uh, are fans of the series.
3: Yeah. Without people like you, there's not people with like us. So thank, <laughs> thank you all. Right. Thank well, thank good night, you. everyone. Thank
2: you, Tristan. Good night,
3: good night. Good night. guys good night. Hello, Everyone, yeah.
1: sorry for the, the for the beginning and everything, but I think it worked. No, oh. <laughs> oh,
10: was amazing.
0: Thank good
3: you. Night. Nice meeting you guys. Have Bye. a good night. You as well. Bye. Thank you very much.
0: From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more.
9: Ripley, we should have listened. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night. Roughly, they're coming night. Roughly, they're coming night. Roughly, they're coming night. night. Roughly. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming.